Hey guys, I'm back. Sorry for the long delay. Without the podcast, I've just been busy. and uh, But I'm coming back. Uh, June 2nd, Trip Flip starts airing. June 2nd. Tell your friends. This season is absolutely fantastic. DVR it. Travel Channel. Trip Flip. June 2nd at 8 o'clock. Uh, this weekend, I'm at the House Comedy in Minnesota at the Mall of America, so come see me. Um, this podcast today is with two friends of mine that I uh, live next door to and with in L.A., Ethan Prochnik, who's uh, the one of the owners of Undertow Film. They do Airplane Repo, Game of Arms. Uh, but he, more importantly, he is one of the first guys to start uh, Deadliest Catch. So he has some insights into that show, which I'm fascinated by. And even more importantly than that, he is a firm believer in ayahuasca, and he talks about his journeys in ayahuasca and, uh, and where he does it. It's a fascinating conversation. And that's mostly what we talk about on this episode. Uh, also on this episode is one of my best friends, uh, Lorenzo Hodges. He is um, at Death of Grammar on Twitter, and he's one of the funniest guys I know, and I think you'll really appreciate him, even though his memory is kind of shady sometimes. He doesn't remember everything perfectly. Uh, all right. Trip Flip, June 2nd. Trip Flip, June 2nd. Trip Flip, June 2nd. Go to BertBertBert.com, um, and I'll be starting up Bert Conquer June 17th again. I'll be filming. So look for me at a theme park or at one of those backyard crazy adventures. Okay. Enjoy the episode. This is the Is this gate unlocked over here, Bert? Uh, doubt. I doubt it. Here, grab a, grab a mic. Don't let Briss out. Uh, let's see how my levels are. My levels are good. Talking, just talk regular. Talk five, four, three, Which two, one. Which one are you? Which one are you? Okay. Five, Perfect. Four, good job, three, B-Man. Two, I'm getting better and better at this. So wait, what is, um... Is who's Undertow Film? Is is that you and? It's sort of my failed company, but it, it still it still exists. But right now we don't have a show. I'm talking to the mic so that it's like okay. yeah, like yeah, 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 like more like that. Yeah, yeah you got to be like okay, because then fucking everyone will be like, how come you? Do? Yeah. Um. So wait, what what uh, what was the last show you guys worked on? Game of Arms. That's which the was arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. Show you saw. Yeah. That guy. Looks fucking scary as shit. Did he have a cleft palate, or is that from a fight? <laughs> That's a really good question. My guess would be cle- cleft palate. Really? I never thought to ask him that. Oh, it's the yeah. first thing I wanted to know. Yeah. I saw kids with cleft palates that hadn't been fixed in Africa, yeah. and it blew me away, and I thought, oh, that's so sad that that that, that wasn't taken care of. Right, a $500 operation. $500 operation. Go, turns them into like from a, a life where no one stares at them to a life where every single person that walks by them stares at them. Right. And and eating has got to be hard and swallowing. And some I mean, pigeon toed. Like, did you see in Africa, did you see any pigeon toed kids? No. Like, uncorrected pigeon toe, which is another like $500 operation probably, causes people to basically have to crawl. They can't walk after a c- certain point. What? If you're if you're severely pigeon-toed, you basically lose use of your feet and you end up crawling through really? the streets. Yeah. Here, scoot over. Give Lorenzo some space to sit down. On the podcast today are my roommate and my neighbor. Theoretically, Ethan, you were a neighbor for like you were. Well, you were around the corner from us. Yeah. Yeah. But and uh, and my old roommate, who I'm sure you've heard me talk about, Lorenzo. Hodges. Yeah, and I know about all the times you, you've talked about me because I've, I've listened 
tall your podcast. Talking to the microphone, Lauren. So if you listen to the podcast, you know it drives <laughs> everyone nuts. <laughs> but uh, but when I was talking to Lorenzo, and, he's like, and I was like, I want to do some podcasts. He's like, you know you should have on is Ethan. What's so funny, Ethan, and I don't think that – I don't think I realize this until right now is that we've been working probably on the same type of television for – the majority of our careers because I'm looking at I'm looking at a lot of your we just watched uh, and you'll see maybe the tail end of that we just watched um, Ethan's reel of what his production Undertow, Undertow Films has been doing you were on Dead, Deadliest Catch yeah yeah I um, was kind of their story guru for a while and went out on the boat and threw up all over the Bering Sea and then I was up with the rescue helicopter for a while the um do you have like an Emmy on your, on your? Uh, I do have one of those. On your you have an Emmy? I don't know no. if I ever told you this. I was uh, now covered with diapers. I was telling him. <laughs> I, uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen, Bert, is uh, I was pitching an idea that I was writing, you know, because I'm always writing something but never finish anything. To Ethan one day, you are the, the perfect idea man. If there's someone listening, and I'd love, I wish this could, I wish I could manifest this. If there's someone listening who says, you know, I don't have a lot of ideas, but I got an amazing work ethic. Move to L.A., live in with, move in with Lorenzo, and you guys will make a million dollars tomorrow. Yeah, work ethic's not really That's my so thing. True. Uh, he, has, yeah. he has some of the best ideas I've ever heard. Best ideas ever, and <laughs> and just no follow through. Lorenzo is the guy that is waiting constantly for Harvey Weinstein to just come in and go. I'm looking for an idea guy. You make two million a year. And you can bring your dog to work. Yeah. Which is funny because really the only powerful p- people I know would be you two, which is sad. And then Bob Weinstein was the just other one. Sad. <laughs> well, yeah, and then Bob, you remember yeah, you I became yeah. friendly with Bob, but uh, he I, thought I was clever. But I, I don't know about Bert, but my name is often mentioned in the same breath as Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, but, uh, but anyways, ahead. I was arguing with Ethan about the script that I was writing. And I was like, no, I just don't agree with you about, you know, the tone of the script. And, he, you know, I went over there to work on the script with him. And then I didn't realize he walked over to his, his mantle, picked up the Emmy, and he was polishing it while he was talking to me. He's like, I don't know why. I don't know why you should listen to me on this. You're right, Lorenzo. <laughs> and I didn't realize <laughs> what he was doing. And then all of a sudden, my girlfriend, she go, she nudges me and she's like, asshole, he's polishing his he's Emmy. He's polishing his Emmy. <laughs> what, uh, what, what? Oh, it's a dick like I'm that. dying to know what now. I, I wouldn't have been interested then. It's so interesting. I had a conversation with a, a producer I used to work with uh, and I'm going to be working with again. And I said, you know, when I worked with you, I didn't know anything about television production. I knew literally nothing. And Trip Flip has taught me a lot about the, f- I mean, I, you know, I didn't, let me, I'll tell you some of the stuff I didn't know. We went to do this shoot in Australia and the network had pulled me aside and said, you need to get this show out of like this news. Now, this is a little too much, but you know, get this out of this news style shooting of like set up scene, walk into scene. You know, we want it to be, want it to be very real. We want these people to have a real experience. It needs to be run and gun. Do you know what I didn't know? What's that? That's how little I knew. That uh, if you don't have a sound guy there with a boom mic, you're not getting audio. <laughs> yeah. like, I did not know that. I didn't understand that that you couldn't just start walking and do it. Like, I just did not. There were certain th- things. So I talked to the guy today and I said, you know, I know a lot more. So please walk me through when we worked last and all the things we didn't know. Like, I saw your time lapse and I was fucking jealous. That time lapse of the cloud is gorgeous. I want that time. I mean, I want <laughs> I want to buy that footage from you. I know. Just, you know, point a camera out of cloud and shoot for about an hour and a half and chances are some pretty cool shit will That's happen. That's one of the most beautiful time lapses I've ever <laughs> seen. Now, how did how did Deadliest Catch work? Like, how did... Uh, and I'm... And, and, 
I get the show's over, right? No, no, it's still going strong. I'm I'm not You're not on it. I'm not working on it anymore, but the show's going strong. He left to start Undertow. In fact, it won a producing Emmy twice, uh, my last year and then last year. So how does that work in 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 physical production? Like walk me through a day. Like does the day start at 6 a.m. or does the night never end? Do you have two crews that overlaps? Do you, well, you sh- basically have a couple crew guys on each boat? There's usually between five and seven boats, mm-hmm. uh, manned by one or two people. So it's you, you and another guy on a boat. When I was on a boat, that's how it was. But then I became, you know, kind of the godfather, and I basically called into the boats every day yeah. and sort of directed them because I had the overarching view of story. And that led to some funny situations where it all happened around Valentine's Day, which is blizzard season on the Bering Sea. I get these calls from these guys going, it's like 20 below and, and you know, my toe froze off and the camera, <laughs> you know, lens <laughs> cracked and, and, you know, the the producer fell over and, and I'd be like, Hey, honey, order me the roast duck. Oh, God, dude, that's horrible. So you'd I'm be like, on land? Yeah, I'd be on land. Having in in like, Alaska. It'd be but like you paid your dues for Day. years, though. Yeah. Well, it was I, like a fraternity, except a non-racist version of a fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I bet people are loving I, this. I paid some dues in the form of puking all over the Bering Sea, like I was telling Bert earlier. But, um, uh, but yeah, the contrast of... Speaking of these boats going through these harrowing conditions every day from L.A. got funny on multiple occasions. So what was yeah. what was what when you were on boats? What did you just shoot? Like, I mean, you guys were shooting film then, or not film, but you weren't shooting cards yet, were you? No, yeah. When we first started shooting, we were shooting the little mini DVs. Which, for anyone that doesn't understand, that's a lot of fuck. That's a di- that's you've got to be a little litigious on what you decide to shoot or not. Because you're like nowadays on cards, everything's the exact same size. You just get a sixty-four gigabyte card and you shoot for three hours straight, and then just pull it, pop it into another. You know, they they, they funded it pretty well. We shot we shot twenty-four-seven, and like one of the one of the sort of trials by fire was you had to stay up when the fishermen stayed up. So you were oh. doing these long, long stints, and did you get and, to take the same meth as the fishermen? I'm sure some people did. There had I to mean, be guys doing meth, I mean, right? One of the shittiest jobs is like climbing the mast to switch out the tape, to your point. Yeah. In the old days, you'd climb the mast and, and switch out the tape. In fucking 20 foot uh, on, on occasion, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I did a lot of that, but a lot of that was done. I mean, it was hard keeping everything rolling. I mean, Holy those guys shit. have to take meth, though, to stay awake, right? <laughs> Uh, there's, I think, the, I love I the, think the drug use the actually mainly comes out of their pain because the injury rate on a fishing boat is 100%. Yeah. And so they all have, like, the fucked up back or the screwed up, you know, carpal tunnel. So they, you, you know, they get on these prescription pain pills. And so then that, that's my next thing. Yeah. That I, I Not to mention any names, and no one on Delhi's catch but fishermen in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I but, uh, hear you. What, but so then since you're like the godfather of knowing about drug use and like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's if you what know I want to get into. Well, that's I don't what know I want to get into. Yeah, you know this, Bert. Like he's a lot like your buddy Rogan where he's like he knows about ayahuasca and fucking everything. And 
he reads up about that shit. Were you constantly wanting to be like big brother to a lot of people? Like, listen, this. Uh, you're you're talking to the head of the mic. This Stratera drug that you're uh, taking. Is, so, so uh, wait, are you sober on these on these trips? Like, are you bringing? I ha- I can't I, imagine not bringing tons of fucking something. It, it's funny, Lorenzo said Stratera. I did try to stay up using. Uh, something like Ritalin or Stratera, I forgot what it was, and it was a huge mistake. Really? Because I found out later that stuff makes you more seasick. Oh, oh shit. Fuck. Yeah, so, and, and it didn't help me stay up at all, because you're also on the seasickness drugs, like, uh, I think it's called Clondipine or whatever, you Clomp- know. yeah. The, the, the stuff that everyone takes. Anti-seizure they, medicine. I, exactly. I used to have a friend who'd eat that, like, fucking candy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It definitely makes you, like, tired Wait, and meet. woozy. Oh, that's not my drug. No, I, thought you, I was going to tell you who it was. Oh. I thought you were going to guess who it was. Oh, no. So so, so the speed would just make you more seasick? Yeah, yeah. It didn't help anything, and it sort of fought what your seasickness medicine was trying to do. Oh, shit. Because, because by the seasickness medicine, if anyone's taking it, makes you drowsy, and that's on purpose, because for some reason that helps the seasickness. Oh. So if you're taking these uppers, it's killing what the seasickness medication is doing. So dude, you end up being really seasick. Dude, that makes Extra. so much fucking sense. I wonder <laughs> if the same's with coffee, because I don't fuck with coffee when I, whenever I get on a, on a boat. Yeah, that's what they say. I don't, I don't fuck with coffee, but we went on safari in Africa, and I had too much coffee, and we were ba- bouncing around nonstop, and I started getting seasick. I've ne- never been car sick or motion sick ever, Whoa. and I just was, like, freaking out, and I literally was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I mean, a couple of us had actually said that, and we'd all drink a dick load of coffee because we had a call time was, like, at 5 in the morning or something, but that's insane. No, wait, when, when – so you're shooting that much, and are, when you say you're producing story – are the guys kind of reporting back to you and going like... Yeah, because let's say you're going to do an episode that revolves around a particular storm. That way you can feed story to the other guys and the stories, and they're feeding story back to you. And you can be a central clearing hub for themes. Like maybe there's a theme of injury or there's a theme of father and sons. Yeah. So you try to get some themes going so it's not just random footage because... At the end of the season, you have, I think, without exaggeration, something like 10,000 hours, and you're only going to end up with about 20 hours of programming. So so you need to call the boats every day, if anything, just to narrow it down yeah. so you don't have to watch 10,000 hours worth of footage to figure out what your season is. Yeah. That's insane. Now, now do you find yourself... Are you good Am I at yelling? By the way, no, you're doing pretty. Okay. No, 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 no. You sound sexy. perfect. Yeah, it's real sexy. Um, <laughs> now, when did you? Were you afraid you were going to get pigeonholed? And you're like, fuck this, I got to bounce. Oh, when I left Deadly's yeah. Catch, yeah. I just wanted to start my own company for a while. Yeah, that, that, that's all. I think was. That's a dream of all of us. I mean, yeah. ultimately, even I feel that way. And, I, and I've been working with production companies for years, for my entire career. And I like working with, and I think it's easier to just to pitch them an idea and have them take it to the network a lot of times. But I would love to have my own, as I say, shingle, where you just got like an office and you can go in and you have people that work for you. I, yeah. always, I always respected, I still respect, <laughs> I always respected Zane Lamprey. You know him, Lorenzo? Uh-uh. Zane was uh, drinking made easy and three sheets on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always respected him because he was the kind of guy that just did it himself. But apparently that causes a dickload of stress. Yeah, I mean, you've been stressed out as hell this last couple of years, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually am going in the other direction. Like, like I want to kind of go back to being a pure creative because when you run your own company, 
your life is dictated by the lowest common denominator of your 80 employees on a given day. And I always tell the story of the drunken accountant who came in, new, a new hire for two weeks, and then brought in a doctor's note saying, I'm too stressed, so I can't work the next two weeks. And then she came back and was like, okay, I'm not stressed anymore. Where's my job? And I was like, well, that show ended. And then she sued us. Oh, and oh, this the, is a real. This isn't like a fable. No, yeah, this is a real story. Too. <laughs> no, this is a I real story. It was a fable, but it is like a fable. And, and, and the labor lawyer said, "100 percent, you'd win this case. You're probably litigious. You're going to win, and it'll cost you about 100k all in. Yeah, or we can settle for 20k. Jesus, I and when you're people. a small company, so this woman who worked for two weeks got twenty thousand dollars. Oh, God, fuck. Yeah, and, and, and she drank every single night. Like, so it is like the fable. And then as soon yeah. as, as the woman took Ethan across the river, Ethan was like, why did you sue me? And she was like, because I'm a... There's a fox and a bag of grain no, on the no, other side. I'm a, too, I'm, a scor- I'm a drunk scorpion. I'm a scor- yeah. Oh, oh, it's the... Oh, yeah. Right. What was it? The, the it's scorpion what I do. It's scorpion really and the frog, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so I'm, I'm I guess if I you're that. big enough... <laughs> fucking pissed that I missed that. I was like, I was thinking of that riddle. You have a fox, you have a hen, and a bag fox. of grain, and you got to get them across the river. I can get this. My kids are so stupid. I can tell that riddle once a week, and they forget it. And they're like, hold on, hold on. I know this one. And you watch Isla just in her head doing the math. Oh, that poor kid. So, so, that, so you've got to deal with all that shit. That's fucking horrible. Well, I, I guess once you get big enough, someone else is dealing with all the shit. But when you're in that middle ground, yeah. like I th- I'd love to own a company with five employees. I never want to own one with eighty again. Yeah, I'm done with that. I do, but, but, but that's uh, or or own a company with uh, three hundred employees and someone else is dealing with a drunken accountant. Yeah. Now, when like, you say you know, a company with five employees, is that are you talking about the passage parlor you've been talking about opening <laughs> up? Or? It would be cool to go boutique. Uh, like that I sounds s- great, man. Just own a massage parlor. Sounds oh. so relaxing. If you could get it to be like, listen, like all the hand You'd jobs, be great at that. all the hand jobs, guys. That's on you. If you do it, I don't know about it. And then just, I'd and, actually be awful, Ethan. But thank you. Because I'm bad at negotiating. Off? Well, I'm just bad at negotiating. Like yeah, I'd but be you're like, great. like girls hey. love you. I know they love me, the but I'd be like, hey. have you ever gone to a, have you ever gone to a Jack Shack? No, really. No, I actually just got a massage, and I was told by a doctor that it was a real massage place, you know, from all the CrossFit shit. And you yeah. got a blood job. No, 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 but she was touching my stuff, and I was so uncomfortable because she was so ugly. But then I was like, and then I felt bad that I didn't get hard, you know, but I think she was just being, like, medical about it. She was, like, moving the shit to the side. And, like, wait, wait, no one, no one touches your – it's like Cotty. Cotty got a massage one time, and she goes uh, – she was like – She's like, the thing I hate about it is when they put the towel over your face and lift your feet up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and we were with my parents. This is a little sister. <laughs> and we were like, Connie, they're not supposed to do that. Oh, and she was like, and finger your yeah. butthole. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, they're not supposed to do that? She was like 17, getting a massage, and the guy That's is totally so fucking. funny. Totally just looked at junk. I got a massage out here. We used to have this, uh, we still have her, but uh, this lady, Toon. Uh, Tom and Sandy's friend. Yeah, she massages uh, Kobe Bryant, but it's it's uh, it's the Vietnamese massage or Thai massage. Mine was Thai, yeah. And so, but I like Thai massage. She would. She got. She gets like a walker, like a walker. Yeah. And and gets on your back with her feet and starts digging in your back, and needs to get in your ass. So she just pulled my pants down. I'm on my stomach, but she pulled my pants down to my mid thigh and is just digging in my ass. 
and Georgia comes out. And I'm in the man cave, and Georgia goes, oh, Dad's naked! And the mom and Leanne, and Leanne comes out. Oh, my like, God, that's it's so It's fine, it's traumatic. fine, George. Yeah, um, yeah, I've never gotten a, I've never gotten a hand job. Is she good? This masseuse you're talking about? Tune was really good. She was amazing. The only critique I had was that she was old school Thai massage, and like you know, like those you know those people that become cobblers now, yeah, uh, and then they're like, I've always you know, and then they do like a so she wouldn't do it on a massage table. She had to, uh, she laid you on your thing, so you had to turn your neck, and my problem was in my neck, so it would end up fucking my neck up more. I go to massage envy up on the up on the oh yeah, but I love it, I yeah. love it. Let me tell you something. Are you ready for this? And this is gonna sound I don't know it's gonna sound whatever it sounds like. You like it, and man. I'd be f- comfortable saying it to you, but I'm uncomfortable saying it to them. Yeah, because I don't know what it's I don't know what I mean, and I don't know what it, I don't know if it's racist. But I for the first time had like a black chick, but like a like a like a, a heftier black chick. The kind of black chick that's not into white dudes. Yeah. And it was the best massage I've ever had in my fucking life. It was like the new cast member on SNL, like that chick. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Oh, I thought she was skinny. There's a girl that's like two and a half times size of me on SNL. I'm no. so proud of her. 47 years old. She finally made it. Are you serious? It. Yeah. That's I fucking awesome. love that girl. Yeah. I automatically love that girl. I know nothing about her, and I fucking love her. Yeah, she's a big chick. She's a big girl. <laughs> the, uh, that's so great. But I don't know her because I think she's a stand-up, but we'll find uh, out I don't later. Know. Yeah, but the we'll whole time, later. The whole time. She was doing no, it. I just thought her. this chick no. No. has no interest in me. Yeah, there's no like she doesn't find me as a, as sexual. Like sometimes I see like some of the ladies, like the older Asian ladies, look at me like this is a fucking money yeah, yeah, job. This, I do this for free. Yeah. but this chick was like fucking get this guy out. He smells like wet dogs. He fucking and just was like so it was almost like she was angry at my body. It was the best massage I've ever had. And I'm now my and I guess this isn't racist because now I'm saying I only want black chicks. I only want black chicks. It's, That's the other it's massage still I had. It's probably a form of racism. It's a, I'm sure there's when you want someone more than the other people. Now I'm being racist towards white people and Asian Actually, people. I, I, no, I mean, to... like if you're a college professor, I think you would have lost your job by now. <laughs> yes. Wait, Ethan, I, I have a question for you. I don't know if I've ever brought this up to you, and then we'll make it about you again. No, no, no. Tell I like me if this, this. is like racist. Tell me if this is racist. Tell me if this yeah. is so, a fun game plus not to play. I do know when things are racist, and all of that with the. Black woman was super racist. It wasn't super. Oh wow, you spent more time with Bert. That was that was (laughs) not Bert. What guys were fucking? Come on, let's pull this out of the spin. (laughs) Bert actually saying that I like black women to massage me is not racist. That's saying that's that's unracist. It's really debatable. Okay, well, how about this? <laughs> Once again, college professor. You, college, you I'm not a college yeah. professor. I'm just a like comic. Speaking for of college, a comedian. It's, yeah, for a comedian. You know, it's not even close. It's not even close. It doesn't even touch racism. Yeah. Whenever I would try to uh, fix Ethan up with girls before he got married, the way I described him to women was he was professor sexy. Doesn't he you remind you? Professor Sexy. Yeah, and he would wear a lot of the patches on the elbows. And then I tried to go dress like that, and people were like, what the fuck are you wearing? And I'm like, I'm trying to dress like Ethan next door. He gets tons of hot chicks. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Hey, have you ever had Lorenzo on? No. Uh, never, on never, podcast. never. No, Lorenzo well, is. This we is, can talk about how many hot chicks Lorenzo. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna say, I'm going to say, Lorenzo, gets, Lorenzo, gets, Lorenzo gets very. Uh, defensive about talking about his private life, but I will say, I will say, very, without a doubt, he's probably been. And I, I'm so glad we have video on this because now people see you and they're like, "Really?" <laughs> he has been with more hot chicks 
than the vast majority of people I know. Than anyone I know. He put the head I, he in the headshot. To, I mean, he used to, this guy. He <laughs> used to roll his eyes and be like, a girl would come in to take pictures and be like, ugh, I totally don't want to hook up today. And you're like, she's a fucking 10. I think you're fine. He's like, nope, you don't see him the way I see him. And just some fucking dime. <laughs> the yeah, funniest. Is, uh, the funniest. Amazing that I went way. to a party once with Bert, and this, <laughs> this playmate was there at the party, and I was dancing with her, and she's like, what, what's your name? And I was uh, like... <laughs> And I was like, by the way, by the way, you can find this playmate. She did softcore porn. I saw that on TV one night. Yeah, and I, I was know. like, I was, I was like, holy shit, that's what she looked like naked. And so I and I was like, oh, Lorenzo. She goes, the photographer, Lorenzo. <laughs> and I go, awesome. and all of a sudden, Bert Crasby, and he goes, she thinks you're another Lorenzo. Go with it. And I was like, she could think that it's me, photographer. He's like, no, she's thinking of another photographer. She has to be. So her and I. Start dancing she was a little bit. So fucking. Can we just say her name? Because uh, yeah, I, I was Angela people, Little. Yeah, Angela yeah. Little. Google her. This is who we're talking about. So, Angela Little. She is beautiful. No one's saying anything bad about her. She did do a softcore porn for like Showtime. She was still. I think she's one of the funniest. Bert did think she was. I thought she was funny and sweet. I thought and she nice. was. I thought but she anyways. was. I, you know what? I was fucking jaded then. Yeah. So she goes. Do you guys want to see my? My portfolio, I used to be a playmate. And Bert's like, yes, yes, we want to see her portfolio. <laughs> her so we're back looking at her book, and both of us are just seeing this girl nude. And I was like, I, this is awesome. I've never met a girl was you could see her nude. Was this a party? No, it's at her house. No, it, actually, the, the story even goes further because I had a crush on her roommate. But I thought her roommate. Her roommate I ran into on fucking Laurel Canyon and Riverside the other day. Oh, no way. Yep. She's got a kid, right? Yeah, and she's the house that I want you guys to buy. What's her name? Uh, uh, Bridge. Bridge. Bridge was hot as shit. Where can people find Bridge? I want I, this is what I my, I wrote my book. I wrote a book and I left everyone's name in it. It was a horrible idea. <laughs> it was the biggest mistake I've ever made. But people go, you know, I read your book on on your Facebook page. Like I keep open up your Facebook page and I see a name. I just search for it in your friends and I get to see what they look like and it's really fun. And I went, oh, good. <laughs> but um, Bridge is a photographer, right? Yeah, she Bridge Mahalik. Yeah, she she's awesome. Gorgeous. She lives in the house that I want you to buy. Uh, I will buy it. But uh, anyways, the uh, so I. Th- had a crush on Bridge, but she had a boyfriend, but she was like, hey, I'm having a housewarming party. So I went to the housewarming party, and I meet Angela right away with Bert. So Angela and I are dancing, and we're making out on the dance floor. And then Bridge comes up, and she's like, Angela, why are you making out with my date? And I was like, Bridge, what date? You have a boyfriend. She's like, no, I moved into this house because I broke up my boyfriend, and I wanted you to, to meet. Oh, and I was like, a big I don't want the plate. I want you. I don't want, but I couldn't do it, and she was. it was all done. But anyways, Bert's like, dude, you got to hook up with this chick. So I went to her room, and I was like, okay, go in the closet hide and then i'll see what i can do so i'm in there and of course bert's attention span only lasted for about two minutes with me hooking up and then all of a sudden i just hear him on the phone as in the closet as i'm fooling around with her like yeah fucking yeah fucking lorenzo he's hooking up with playmate I this know. doesn't sound this doesn't sound real at all dude i, I, love that I can't happened. allow this story to continue because it sounds a little porkies but in 2015 it sounds like statutory rape or something Bert, you don't remember that i don't remember that you went in her closet her closet yeah okay i do remember that I and do we remember didn't that. fool around that much because you were yeah, talking I remember on the that. phone I do so remember loud that. we didn't even i didn't even touch her boob yeah i do remember that I do. Actually, I do remember that. No, we were playing hide go seek. I like think we were playing hide go seek. Why did you go in a closet to make out? I mean, that's. No, like, no I think we were playing. To the closet. This fucking is spiraling. <laughs> he went to the closet. I think we were no, playing no, hide we go seek. No, we weren't playing hide and go seek. Hide and go seek is when I had my girlfriend and I came home one day while living with you. And I was just like, bring why those are all the lights over off? there. Just bring, take them over. It's one of my sponsors. I come home with my girlfriend and I was like, why are my lights off? And I was like, where's Bert? Nobody's around. 
This is back when fucking you could do anything in life. And so I went, and her and I were like, well, I guess we'll go to bed. I don't know where Bert is. And we, because I was yelling out for him, the whole house. And all of a sudden, she puts her hand down on the side of the bed, and she jumps up screaming. And it was your buddy. Grimes. Uh, or Cy. Cy. And all of a sudden, she touched some guy's face. And then she's like, you caught, he's like, you caught me, you caught me. And then everybody stood up, turned the lights on, they were playing hide-and-go-seek. Bert was playing drunk hide-and-go-seek. Yeah, and then the girlfriend was... looked at me, and she's like, you need to make all of his friends leave, and he needs to go to bed. And I, was, and I looked at Bert, and I looked at her, and I was like, I'm sorry, babe, I think hide-and-go-seek sounds way better. And that's when we broke up. Yep, we broke up with her because she wouldn't play hide-and-go-seek. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking, that's <laughs> a power idiots. move right there. Yeah, power move. Yeah, well, you wouldn't want to be with that chick no, now. No, I wouldn't. Was that at your old house? Yeah. And then we moved, and then I moved in next to you. All right, now back to. So wait, let's get back. Let's get back to. Um, so when I'm when I'm into Ethan, I remember the first time I, I remember saying something. You're like, no, I don't. I, you, you used to smoke pot a lot, right? Yeah, like way back last night, I used you to. You still smoke? <laughs> Maybe a little. It's medical. <laughs> I have like you know, it helps my knee. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to it to me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, better than if I could end an addiction. I've always called him my Timothy Leary. So like, what got you into, when was the first time you did psychedelics? God, that's a great question. Um, I did mushrooms when I was probably about 16. 16 is young yeah. for mushrooms. 16 yeah. is not young for well, for our age. What are you, 45? 52. You're not 52. I know. Freaky, are you fucking serious? 52. 52. Um, well, 52 is the new, the new 49, so. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm 42. I said it today. I was I was trying to Cadbury egg for the first time. You ever had a Cadbury egg? Bert just asked me the dumbest question ever. <laughs> I thought, don't you remember last year, Christine and Trevor, a few years ago, they put money in a pot. You must not have been part of it. And they secretly to see how many Cadbury eggs I eat during a season. I did not know that. And Christine asked me, she's like, hey, can you take a count? And I was like, I oh, she's like oh, I'm just wondering. And then they had a bet on how many I, I would not, have. I, did not I ate like that. 26 during the Easter season. This is like two years ago. That's so funny. I had, I had, so to, they just had a bowl out and they counted it every day. No, they had a pool, him, her, and a couple other people. There, I just had, I had a, uh, Brendan Schaub is an MMA uh, mixed martial artist, a UFC fighter. You know him? Uh, he's he got a yeah. podcast called Fight, "The Fighter and the Kid" with Brian Callen. He's really funny. He's really interesting. I, you know, he he reminds me of every dude I grew up with. You know, like the guys who were good at sports, but also were funny as fuck. Yeah. And then uh, the difference with him is he didn't like some of those guys got into sales and then turned into different guys. He didn't lose that, so he's still that guy. And it's like it's like this arrested development that I think all of us go through in some respects as we as we age, but we don't really get older. Like I don't like I'm not really a grown up yet. Um, and he we were talking about pleasure, and he said that I uh, he goes, yeah I don't or not pleasure but reward. And he said I don't like uh, I said you drink a beer when you go to like at the end of the day. And he goes no if I haven't earned it no. I said what do you mean? He's like it's for a celebration. I was like celebration. He was like, yeah, like, you know, when you, you celebrate, like, and I did not get that concept. And he goes, and quite honestly, <laughs> if I, I'm paraphrasing, but he goes, if I didn't, if I do earn a beer, I'd, I'd rather probably have a Cadbury egg. 
<laughs> so you tried one with him? I no, I just bought ten of them, and I've I've I tried my first one today. Are they they're too sweet? Fucking amazing! Yeah, fucking... I gave one to Georgia and Isla and their friend, and they fucking loved them. I'm That's a, a Cadbury egg in my That's life. That's a good idea to do with children with I'm hungry teeth problems. For Cadbury eggs yeah. right now. You know, you know who has that celebration philosophy? Who? And a lot of athletes listen to this guy on a loop in their car is Tony Robbins. Tony really? Robbins has a whole thing about designing your life, you know, uh, for success. And when you have success, you celebrate. But you put off your celebration till you have success at whatever it is. That's so fucking fast. I'm the exact opposite. Like, I only want reward. Like, I can't live my life. If Like, one of my hard times, the hard things about when I got on that cleanse I did, I lost like 40 pounds. When I got on that cleanse... The really hard thing I had with it was where is my reward? Like, I got no rewards. Did you keep it off? No. No, I've, as a matter of fact, I've, I've gained more weight. I'm right now the fattest I've ever been in my entire life. You look good, though. Yeah, you really do. That's oh, the sweatshirt. I mean, you're like, you and I'm I actually, haven't seen each other probably for easily 10 years, and Jesus. you look exactly like I remember you. I feel like you know, 10 years, probably, eh, probably less than 10 years. I probably saw you before that. I, the house, yeah, yeah, because I, cause I remember coming over to your house when we were shooting White Gorilla, I think. Um, my new house? No. no, no, your old, your old, your old. How long have you been in your new house? Well, that that right there means that it was at least nine years of really? my old house because I haven't been in my old house for nine years. Really? Jeez. Yeah. I feel like you just moved into your place. That's so weird. Um, <laughs> I, I believe in like that's one of the hardest things for me is I I just feel myself with the reward. I didn't, when I haven't earned shit. You, you know, that's a really, you're bringing up a really good point. Like, most people probably use things like drugs and alcohol and massages or whatever to, like, just get rid of the daily pain of existence. Yeah. And so Tony Robbins is like, embrace that pain and save the reward or whatever, you know? So it's like a yeah. complete flip of the philosophy. I'm like you, by the way. I, I don't put off reward. I don't think most people do, unless they listen to... Tony Robbins and our great I don't think athlete people or something. Do. I think yeah. that's an accurate statement. I think that uh, yeah. I think the vast majority of Americans probably look at life as in, um, well, I got done my day of work, which oddly enough is what you're supposed to do. It's like that Chris Rock joke, you know. I take care of my kids. Well, that's the majority of people in America is like, I'm done work. I deserve a cocktail. I'm I'm getting mine, kind of thing. Yeah. I'm I'm horrible about it. I I. I've gone too far east sometimes because now I, I, you know, the idea of reward wouldn't creep into my head until like five o'clock. Now sometimes it'll show up at like eleven thirty, and be like, "Hey, let's just tap the fuck out today." Like today, today, <laughs> reward was like, "Let's." We worked out. We've got a lot of work done. We've lined up our podcast for the week. We've got. We've got all we got to do is pack for. I go to Costa Rica and then. I'm on tour, or I'm doing trip flip, and I'm on tour. I go. All we gotta do is pack. Let's have an IPA and, t- and pack, and enjoy it. A nice IPA and a cigar. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's put on the sauna suit, get in the sun, have an IPA and a cigar, and fucking relax. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I don't think I've earned that. Oh wait, this is the conversation you had with yourself? Yeah, with myself today. Oh, okay. I love. There's nothing I love more than putting on my sauna suit. You know those those plastic suits that make you sweat. Having an IPA sitting out in the backyard, just sitting in the backyard with a cigar. I fucking love it. No, 
I understand the cigar and the beer. What's astonished about? What does that give you? It's sweat. It makes me feel like I'm being healthy. I'm getting impurities out of my body. Or is it like the like the religious people that flock themselves? Uh, a little bit like that. I love the. But do you enjoy the feeling like a steam bath? When when yes. Oh, I love steam baths. I so it love relaxes them. your joints and stuff. Yeah, right. Nice. It, it fucking makes me. I wish I could be into marijuana more. To be dead honest with you. Uh, but I'm glad I'm not because I would be the guy that smoked the second I woke up. What I would the, definitely be like a. When was the last time you did shrooms? Oh, mushrooms. Was that um, your Disney story from years? No, years no, no, ago? no, no, no. The last time I I did mushrooms. Uh, God, it's got to. I did them one time. I did them one time when the girls when Georgia was alive. Yeah. I don't think I was born yet. I did them one time when Georgia. Maybe I was alive. I don't know. But I, and I had a panic attack because I realized this is fucking highly irresponsible. I have a question. I have two children, and I should I should make sure this brain isn't in, intact because I all I do is use this brain to talk and make jokes and come up with ideas and stories and funny bits and and I was and I had a panic attack and one of my buddies said, "Don't worry, it's fucking just mushrooms, man." He's like, "It's we're gonna be fine." And he, and I didn't even take that much. I literally it probably took, helped hearing that, yeah, right? Yeah, and he was like, "Let's go to a piano bar and let's just fucking laugh." And I was like, "Oh, that's right." And in my head, I was like, "Oh, that's right. It is supposed to be just fun." Yeah, mushrooms can steer wrong. I mean, I actually think a heavy dose of mushrooms is one of the most intense, more intense than LSD or anything. Yeah, but I've stopped doing. The random psychedelics. Now I'm kind of into ayahuasca where you have like a babysitter slash shaman. Oh, I and, wish. And I like that because I don't like going off the rails either and getting into thought loops. And If you wish, me, why don't you go with his shaman one weekend? No, no, because that's my... I'm, or, I'm, I would I've, never I've, do it unless I've, you went that weekend then I would do it. I would... So wait, so, so tell me Can about... Can you do a Jesse Lorenzo will do it? He, I, I couldn't do Ayahuasca. Ethan's Oscar. been trying to get me to do this I first. couldn't do Ayahuasca. Wait, no, I have a question for you because I had a que- the friend that was about to do it and you didn't get it finished and I asked you... They're afraid to have a bad trip, and then you, with your fucking Yoda bullshit that you always do, you're like, a bad trip is a gift, which would be a good trip. And then I was like, oh, I didn't understand the what you The bad trip yeah, is, no, I think, what true. you're looking if, for. If you're, so guided, if you're guided through your bad trip, it's like birth. Therapeutic. It's a good thing. Highly therapeutic. And if it's just all like so like a bad trip good is like, and I bunny rabbits and dolphins. No, but when you say like you bad trip, like, oh, I lost a job, so now I'm going to... Reconcentrate on what my real passion is. So the losing the job was bad, but something good comes of it. Like well, in that way. Well, the bad, like a bad trip would might be like. Yeah, my go mom really, never said I love exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but and, why and, do you want to relive that? Well, because you go back to the pain, and then through the help of the psychedelic and maybe the shaman, you come out the other side with. But it doesn't matter because I'm in the here and now and I can love myself or, you know, all that stuff you'd get in 10 years of therapy. If you're lucky, you might be able to get it in one night. But it might involve two difficult hours. And in the psychonaut community, it's called work. You know, like I worked okay. through it. It's work. You know, so wait, let's, it's let's, let's, wait, can let, this be an let's, episode of Trip Let's back into this because, <laughs> because I, I feel like – is that Leanne? Yeah. Le, le, let's back it. Lorenzo. The fu- Leanne, don't no, never mind. Okay. Um. So let's work back into this. So, when was the first time you did ayahuasca? About ten years ago, right before I went to Afghanistan, I wanted to do some sort of get my head right before yeah. I did this big mission kind of deal. 
Hey, hey, Poppy. Hey, Leanne. Can you, hey, Leanne, can you help us with Pris? You're such a good-looking dog. Come on, Pris. Go potty. And it was a really difficult time, you know, but but when it's all over, I felt like really at peace and and all that stuff. So wait, so right before you went to Afghanistan, yes. So, and you'd done mushrooms, you'd done acid, you'd probably I'd done, done ecstasy. All those things when I was young. I definitely don't believe in doing any of those things and partying or even going to bar or even going to see the dead or whatever live performer is associated with those drugs like yeah, you've always treated it with with yeah, regard like you go yeah. to 29 palms you... meditation that's like a for you know it's a way to get deeper into yourself it's a it's that <laughs> makes it sound extremely fucking right yeah they definitely think that some of their early religions and and you know like possibly in ancient Greece, when they had their renaissance with Plato and everything, and they had modern critical thought, they also had these priestesses who were in a temple, and they and and, and some people believe that that was a whole sort of mushroom cult type thing, and there and there's some archaeology and and um, that points to drawings and writings, and even Jesus, you know. Uh, with the sacrament, some people think it was actually a mushroom type thing. I've heard and, of that. And, 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 and to your point about <laughs> Timothy Leary, th- they did a test once where they took a bunch of seminary students, so sort of the last people who would do drugs. They did this test twice. Once was in the sixties. Just they a took quick, him into Bert, church. Seminary is a church student. It has Shut nothing up. to do with sex. Or semen. Shut up. Yeah, I just wanted to let him know. (laughs) Uh, They they took him to church. They gave him mushrooms. And then they interviewed them every five years. And and some of these people became like their local priest or reverend. And and they said, what was your most (laughs) spiritual moment in your life? This could be 25 years later. And they'll point back to that church experience with Timothy Leary. And then they ran the test again uh, very recently. And... uh, and came out with the same results. And so now UCLA, big deal institutions, UCLA, John Hopkins, and Harvard all run psychedelic studies for end-of-life patients. I've and, heard about this. I've and, heard about and, that. And people say it can get rid of both physical pain and the depression of imminent death through severe cancer or something like that. I wonder if I and need to. And that's interesting. You know, that's quantifiable. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I wonder if that would help. You know, I have a, I have a real, <clears throat> I have a sincere uh, f- f- uh, fear. deal with anxiety and panic and and uh, and uh, obsessive compulsiveness. I think I, I think I might. I don't know what I'm dealing with. I think I might be bipolar. I've been thinking about that lately because I get these real fucking highs, these fucking highs that are fucking fantastic. Does your wife think that? I mean, I don't think that. I've I think you Leanne, I, if you only have the highs without the lows, well, that's I get the a lows, good thing. I get the lows. I get the lows. But usually they're at the end of a trip. Yeah. Like the highs are, you know, and, and, I, and maybe I mean, maybe but it's you just, live a life that w- it, it would be hard not to get these crazy highs if you're chasing sharks. And I think I think you're right, and I, and I think that's part of it uh, is that I'm living this absolutely fantastic life for five, six days a week. Two weeks in a row, and then I go home. And then, or the depression of being on the road alone. I like, was in fucking Columbus, and I was like, "Oh God!" I, mean, I was in a hotel. But I'm room. saying, like, just... bipolar. I don't ever. You've never come to me with a crazy idea that isn't applicable to life. Like, we're gonna fucking 
build our own amusement park, bro. And I've thought like- of that, actually. I've actually thought of that. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I've actually thought of opening my own amusement park. I've really thought of opening my own okay, amusement Okay, well, you park. worked in an amusement park, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't come with, like, when you're bipolar, you come up with these highs that are that euphoric that you think you can conquer the world. You don't do that stuff. I mean, no, you, I don't, you're pretty I don't realistic. Think I can do that. And, yeah. However, I do think that what what happens with me... Uh, delusions of grandiosity. Yes, there it is. I don't have those. I don't have delusions of... Uh, I just get really high and feel positive. Yeah. Um, that could just be a super good and touch thing. But I think that, I, you know, I had a... a, 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 a I say, I guess she's a woman. Uh, Amber Lyons. Have you ever heard of her? I have. She's a psychedelic explorer. She was CNN reporter, hung out with Rogan. Rogan, t- I, this is maybe not how it went down, so I apologize if this is the way I remember it. But like Rogan told her, you need to. She was dealing with anxiety, post uh, PTSD. She had gotten kidnapped by these fucking people, and she was dealing with it. And Rogan in, said, "In Libya, I th- yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think I have heard of her. She's, she's fantastic. Fascinating. She's yeah. fascinating. She's gorgeous, and she is fucking fearless. And she told me, you know, I had a fear of death. I had a fear of." All that, and I took ayahuasca, and it got rid of it. And I realized this oh, is just you did my, already. I've, I've talked to. I've never taken it. Oh, you're no, talking no, no. about her because yeah. I was like, oh, good for you. No, I, being her. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm definitely afraid of because you're terrified of death. I'm terrified. I started a new theory uh, that I that's been validated by Joe a tad bit. Is that uh, just because he was like, dude, I can't stop thinking of your theory because he's like, it's I, it's been keeping me up. Like it's fucking insane. Is that you don't die. When you die, it's just your death in someone else's parallel universe. So, like, if when, like, I've probably already died in your universe. You've witnessed my death, and it was sad. But in my universe, you're still alive, and I'm still alive. You may die. You're probably going to die before me in my universe because that's my universe. You yeah. have to die before me. All of you will. And Wait, then I'll this be the last is your one theory, alive. and then Joe agrees with you. And no, I don't know if or he agrees with me. I wouldn't. Put oh. it. <laughs> but he was like, "It's fucking fascinating." Is that my universe? I'll be the last person alive. Like I'll be the I'll be like ninety seven years old and not give a fuck about anyone and be like it's time for me to go. Do you want to be that person? I don't know. I do you want? I, ha- I can't even have this conversation right now because I start freaking out. Oh. Well, see now you're getting into time is really what you're talking about, and a lot of leading physicists at big deal universities like Cambridge believe that time is the most arbitrary thing, and every moment of the future and every moment of the past absolutely exists and you're just sort of choosing like you could think of it as a a huge like mirror ball and each little square in the mirror ball is a moment from infinitely big is a moment from the past or the future and you just sort of choose one that in our existence happens to be forward leaning but with the right drug certainly people talking psychedelics of going back in time you're just choosing other tiles from that mirror ball that are not even going in the other direction because it's always there it's always there you just choose one that seems to be sequential or not can i have the one from when we had herbert can oh, i have that piece of the mirror ball you know this is a I, I wish i hadn't brought this up right now but i'm about to you know what i was thinking about doing offering and the answer don't do it telling rogaine hey five million dollars and i'll never use rogaine again and you can watch my hair just fall the fuck out and just people go guys don't stop. <laughs> well, I'm the perfect candidate for that. Yeah. Jeez. So hey, we, getting back to your lows, a lot of people say Propecia, right? That's Rogaine. Uh, Rogan was t- talking about that the other day. He said Propecia fucked him up. Read, if you read the side effects of Propecia, it, it's one of 
I don't it know if Rogan said that, but yeah. The majority of people can lead to kind of an anxiety and sometimes aggro anger. You don't seem like an angry person, but for no. some people, yeah. No, uh, that'd be I, this camp over here. I wish I could be. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I had the balls to do psychedelics. I don't think. So it's just the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of uh, of of I've had bad trips and I did not like it, and I did. I don't know if I fixed anything. Why do you and, think I don't do it? Like I like I just didn't like it. Yeah, well, I've had bad experiences. I've had bad experiences on marijuana, and that sure. and and I didn't enjoy that. I didn't fix anything. Listen, in World War II, large doses of cannabis was how they got um, was used as a truth serum because l- large doses of cannabis is as intense as anything else out there. It's just most people don't usually take it to that quantity. Yeah. Accidentally do with. With edibles, but it, uh, you can absolutely go to the hospital in full-on panic attack mode, and it happens every day. Like if you went to you know local emergency, there's some kid who took wax or whatever to strong his pot. The video of that cop who called the, the oh I, yeah, that, that did you cop. hear that cop? <laughs> that I hear was, that, and I go, I think of it. You know what we're talking about? The cop who that? stole the weed from uh, evidence. And then he ate so much of the edibles that he called the – and he, and he, he – Ratted himself he out. Ratted himself out on 911 because he said it was killing him. Yeah. And he that, was freaking out. Believe it or not, that's like – like if you talk to ER docs, uh, like my yeah. friend Dr. Hanner, I think you met him. They, they, they say that's a very common thing. It's nearly all from edibles. Like yeah. people go to a wedding and they either won't know the brownies or they'll misjudge. And so they'll – Basically, eat the equivalent of forty joints in like yeah. you know, twenty minutes, and well, you, it's there's not a, pretty. Did you hear about my last edible experience? I ate a ton, and then uh, I was going through my the weed drawer where the weed is, and I probably get high four times a year, three times a year, and I got super high. And I was going through the weed drawer, and I found a lottery ticket, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" It's a lottery ticket from the future because I misread the date wrong. <laughs> so then I call up Genevieve, and I was like, "Genevieve, I've got a lottery ticket from the future." If somebody kills me for the lottery ticket, I put it. I put it inside an ice cube in water. And I was like, it's in my freezer. So the next day, she woke up and got her message that I uh, I had a lottery ticket in the freezer for her from the future in case somebody killed me. Would you do? Would you do? Ayahuasca? I I literally I can't explain why I have no interest in any of the psychedelics, and I don't know if it's a control thing. Like for me, it's a control thing. I mean, I don't because I, I don't really. Plane, have- I flew a plane from uh, the other day from. Uh, Mackinac Island to uh, back to the mainland. And, uh, Did you listen to Paul Simon? No, why? He sings, he sings all about Mackinac Island. And, Does he really? Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd fucking Simon known that. Simon Garfunkel. Oh, I wish I'd known that. Uh, no, our, my pilot, my, our pilot was really cool, and he was an instructor, and he said, hey, do you want to fly? And I said, yeah. And I was like, yeah, because I'm terrified of flying. As soon as I fly, I'm not fucking, I'm not afraid at all. I'm literally, and I was like, oh, my God, i got a fucking control issue. I've got issues with control. That's my problem is control. And that's why I don't want to do, I don't want to do ayahuasca is because I, it's, you, you got to let go. It's, you know, it's the same thing that I, I have a problem. And I, I've been talking about this, and sometimes in stand-up, you, you'll come up with, across an idea that you're hooked on the idea, and it's showing up a lot. It's like a, it's like a talisman. And you go, I got to figure out how to write about this. For me, it's um, it's vulnerability connected with commitment. It's the same thing that falling in love is. It's identical to riding a motorcycle. C- 
riding a motorcycle, I've never felt more vulnerable in my life because it is just you. It's your legs, these little fragile things on the side of this fucking beast, and these little hands, and 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 you're flying at like eighty miles an hour. It, you're so vulnerable. I've never been. I've never felt more vulnerable. However, you have to have the utmost commitment because if you don't, you're dead. And that's and and it's the same thing with scuba diving, and with 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 all these things is that. I had a dream the other day uh, about me and uh, Joaquin Phoenix riding a roller coaster, and the wind caught us all odd, and and it lifted the roller coaster up in the air. Just the part we were on, the spinning part we were on, it lifted that and disconnected it and flew us up in the air. And Joaquin Phoenix was yelling at me, going, "I don't want to go this high. We should jump off." But I was looking down, and it was like, and that in life causes me anxiety. Is is are we too high to jump safely? Or do we hold on and commit to going as high as it goes, you know? And and I and I kept telling him, "Don't worry, it's gonna be fine. We can keep going." And, he, and Joaquin Phoenix is like, "I'm fucking jumping." And what he did is he tilted the front of the raft. It was now it's a raft, and he tilted the front of it down, and we fell. And we got to the ground. He goes, "That was fun. Let's do it again." And I went, "No, you are not enjoying the part that people enjoy. People enjoy the commitment and the vulnerability." I, and, and I was like, do I enjoy And I woke up, and I was like, uh, fucking. And then I it's talked interesting it into you bring a, up the motorcycle thing, though, because when, the same reason I don't do drugs is the exact reason that I've never been on the back of somebody's motorcycle. Oh, yeah. So that's I, I, the exact. I was actually thinking about the motorcycle analogy as you said it, but I have zero fear of driving my own motorcycle. But I will never ride on the back of somebody. I don't even like riding in the back of somebody's car when they drive. Like, I always oh, want to drive. I don't like uh, uh, Keep talking. I'm going to put these beers on. So, what do you... Because you've been trying to get me to do psychedel- psychedelics for years. Or just... Well, I never call them drugs. I call them plant teachers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been trying to get me to do a plant teacher for years, and I... Because I hate the association with stuff like heroin and cocaine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've never tried any of that either. Yeah. I've never tried heroin or cocaine either. Yeah. But my <laughs> thing is, and, and and I know that this is justifi- justification, I'm a happy person. I was born lucky to be happy. I know you guys have different theories about it. I've seen you unhappy. I know, but in, my overall gift is happiness, almost to the, my detriment because I don't want for a lot. So my thing is I don't want to mess with that ecosystem. Yeah, for sure. I I can totally understand you thinking there could be permanent consequences and if you had schizophrenia in your family maybe there would but uh, another you know i wasn't kidding about the differentiation where i call it plant teacher if you think about a lot of like primal man like there's so many people in hollywood doing the paleo diet because they it's like well let's get natural and let's you know be who we were meant to be well Plant teachers were used by nearly every early culture from Native Americans using peyote through the Amazonians using uh, ay- ayahuasca. And for me, it's just... And all the broke cultures, cultures now, like all the loser ones? Well, that, that well, well who, know, who knows? <laughs> that don't, don't, that don't, no, don't have sky, no. skyscrapers and uh, penicillin, uh, those cultures? <laughs> well, for, first of all, the Amazonians do have uh, forms of penicillin. But, but second of all, who says a skyscraper person <laughs> wins? Have bras. <laughs> it, it's funny because all, all everything you're saying is very tackled by uh, 
Terrence McKenna, the great shroom guy, because he says, how do you know that there's not some guy there who's not the greatest inventor of the ayahuasca journey, and he's done more in that realm than the uh, skyscraper uh, architect has ever done with a skyscraper. Like, he's taken the human experience further that way. Like, who's to say? You know? Because that's where, if you if you have an IQ of, like, 200 in an Amazonian tribe, you become the shaman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was actually Or a dolphin. Joking. I was actually... Or a dolphin. Yeah. What, now, when... So, the first time you did it, you went to... Uh, you were going to Afghanistan, and we, did you do it to kind of... Were you having any anxiety about Afghanistan? And that was after yeah, 9 Was that after 9-11? Like, like, I was trying to figure out why I was going there. Was that after 9-11? Yes. Or is this, okay. I, you know, I went after, to Afghanistan immediately after 9-11, and... Because do you remember hold that bird? 9 11 happened, I, yeah, and then I, I remember do. talking to Ethan, and he was like, I need to know what's. We're about to bomb this place, and I want to see what's going on. And yeah, he yeah, went yeah, there yeah, on yeah. his own dime. Back into that. Like, let's. So, so. He was vice before vice. I wrote, I wrote an art, articles for High Times, actually. Article. Is that why you went over it? No. Well, they helped pay for it. Oh, okay. But you were vice before vice. So, wait, so. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's a great compliment. Thank you, uh, I, Vice is. Vice is, is doing a lot of things correctly. I, I had a long conversation with Leanne about um I love my job. I would never I would never ever leave travel. They're gonna have to fire me to get me out of there. Yeah, you're lucky. When they I mean do, not lucky, but you're when they, blessed. When yeah. they do not lucky. I'm very lucky. When they do, I doubt I'll go back into T V. I think I'm gonna stay on the internet. I'm really like you know, I didn't I don't think I saw it until last night. I'm watching this I'm watching you know I'm obsessed with do you ever watch Getting Dug with High? Getting what? Getting Dug with High. It's Doug Benson's podcast. No, I'd love so to great. check it's it so out. Great. It's so great. Okay. It's just him smoking pot with people that he likes and I then just talking it. and just talking. Oh then my I, god. Then I saw then I caught someone I, called I, I, I have an ambition now. It's so I've never had a celebrity ambition, but I want to be on his show. Uh I'll I'll make it happen. I'll Thank make you. it happen. Yeah. Uh yeah. Doug did your everyone your hey show. everyone right now stop what you're doing. Email Doug or tech, tweet Doug at DougBenson.com or at DougBenson and tell him to put Ethan. What's your, do you have a Twitter? I don't. Uh, I don't. Okay. Well, yeah. this is going to be tougher. Tell Doug to hit I me should. up. I can get Ethan on his show. Uh, but, yeah, th- it's great. Then I saw this one called The Hot Box with Be Real, and I was blown away. Production value. Doug's is cool. Alt. Like, it's fun. It seems ca- basic. Cable access. Like, basic. Like, real simple. Be Real's is like gopro four blacks uh in a fucking car and i want to say they've wired the, it's it's amazing and it but it's the same thing he just smokes weed with celebrities smokes weed with too short and i sat and listened and the reason i, I bring it. this up <laughs> is that he had action bronson on action bronson's got a show on vice called fuck that's delicious and i <laughs> fucking love that show i watch it all the time because it, like it, i think i think they've done them all but it's amazing and i think the internet is the pure freedom of, I mean, th- like, look at this. Like, I don't think that there's no one's going to greenlight the three of us for a TV show. No, but you know, we'll get fucking seventy thousand people are going to listen to us. A hundred, maybe a hundred thousand people will listen to us, and and on and you shoot it on GoPros, and then you put it up there forever. And there will be people who will be wondering the same theories we have about life and ayahuasca and panic and 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 death. And they'll listen to this, and it'll be an informative thing for them. I think that's, I mean, I think that's invaluable. I, is invaluable the right word or the wrong word? 
No, I think that's the right word. But, but I, I love valuable, the, I, sure. Like you can't even value it because it's so valuable. Right. So, so when you you decide you're going to uh, to Afghanistan, you decide to take ayahuasca. How did you get it? Uh, I had a friend who knew of a shaman. It's kind of secret because it's still illegal. But yeah. These shamans come into L.A. and they've all trained with Indians down in Peru. And they're trying to establish their own churches, like tax-exempt churches, many of these guys. Yes, yeah, so yeah. some do and some Have you thought about literally... being a shaman? I mean, in your way, I always joke around that you're a shaman maybe, to me. Maybe when I'm six or something, but you do. these guys have ten years under their belt of studying. Getting back to, like, some of these tribesmen are no freaking joke. Do they get the Bikram-type pussy? Okay, wait. Like, I, the Bikram, like the Bikram yoga Bikram guy? Like, actually, they, they do get the Bikram okay. yoga. And unlike Bikram, they're not raping the, the women. But they get a lot <laughs> of anyway, great, great story about the technology of the jungle. Here's what ayahuasca is. It's a bark, and it's a vine. Now, here's what's interesting. The vine and the bark are found in native areas of the jungle, often 50 miles apart. And in the jungle, that's like walking across the state of Pennsylvania. And neither substance is edible. So it's not being eaten by animals, right? Because you're like, well, how do people figure out what to eat? Well, they probably watch the wolf eat it or whatever. So wolves aren't eating the bark or the vine. And... Each one is completely chemically inactive without the other one added to it. Really? So why did someone pick a vine, walk across the state of Pennsylvania in the jungle, mix it with a bark, and it's not easy to mix. It's days of boiling to to, to get it to really um, emulsify. Okay, what's your answer? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Finish it, and then I want to hear this answer. I can't wait to. It's not that interesting. It's not that interesting. If you don't have Breaking Bad in fucking video games, <laughs> there's a lot of fucking time in your hands. Bark with this fucking thing. I fifty miles across the jungle. You just, you're bored as fuck. I've been wondering this all the time. How do you find out any of this shit? That's <laughs> funny. The fuck you're so funny. bored. The funniest just thing about you is the, the the arrogance of technology. You answered that with. I got your answer. <laughs> It's as good as the real answer, which is the... the How did they figure it out? It's the real answer. They said, breaking bad? (laughs) When you talk to the shamans, they go, well, the plant told me to do it. Oh. And and tribesmen from Brazil will say that, and tribesmen from Ecuador, you know, thousands of miles away will say that from... Well, maybe not thousands, but whatever. Okay, so did you do uh, ayahuasca in L.A.? Yes. Okay, where? Like at someone's apartment? Yes. Did you, you wear all white? You don't have to wear anything except you were naked? maybe a uh, puke bucket for when you puke. So you I, th- I thought you had to wear all white because the people no. I went had to wear all white. And when I you think see you're thinking of culture, the Eddie Murphy movie that where he's sounds... the no, 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 shaman. No, no, no. Oh, on Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, they had yeah. an ayahuasca <laughs> ceremony where they were white. No, no you, just, you just wear comfortable clothes. So you just show up and you show up like... like and the new like walk me through, walk me through the entire fucking ceremony. Like You show up at like 11 o'clock? Uh, you, you show up just before dark. It, it always happens at night. Okay. And, and then uh, you take something that is tastes like tobacco spittle from a baseball team. And, and Which that, Bart would know about. And that's the drink. You try to hold it down. Most people can. Um, you sit in a circle. I'm sorry. You said from the beginning. You walk in a room. 
you sort of make yourself a meditation nook out of whatever you brought, like your sleeping bag and so on. So can I? I'm gonna. Sure. I'm gonna I won't, don't stop this story, but I'm no, gonna jump no. in because I know these are things in. Lorenzo and I would fucking lose our minds about. Are people getting good spots, or is it like oh. yoga class where? Where they fucking are elbowing and get like is the cunty Hollywood there part there? It, it's a really good point. It's usually a circle in the living room, but there are better and worse spots, and there's probably a little of that mind game going on. Yeah, initially. Wait, I'm no. gonna I'm gonna interject real quick and then stop me if it's boring to you. But it's so funny you bring that up, Bert, because you did you just hear about this whole internet thing with the fat guy that somebody took yeah. a picture of? Yeah. Did you hear about the this? dancer? The dancer. Yeah. And then a douchebag was like, look at this fucking loser dancing. And then so now they're throwing him a private party so he can dance. And Pharrell is there and all these celebrities. And it's a beautiful story. It really yeah. is. I love that story. But is anybody going to notice the the irony that the people that are going to be able to go to this dance party are the exact same type of people that made fun of this guy in the first place? Probably. Okay. Yeah, just like a high-end yoga class in LA. Yoga is yoga is one of the more infuriating things in my life because I love it. However, the people that show up there are not there. No one uh, subscribes to the yogi thought of, "Hey, man, who gives a fuck where you are?" Except at Rising Lotus Yoga in (laughs) Studio City. Rising Lotus Yoga is probably the best one I've ever been to. So, so okay, so so let's uh, let's 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 take one. You like yoga because of the Lily Lemons or whatever they're called? Lulu, no, I like yoga because I'm I like yoga because uh, my our friend Croy brought me to yoga one time and it changed my life. Changed my life because I was dating a chick I didn't like, and I didn't know how to get out of it. There's when I was living in Lorenzo. And I want to say it was right. I want to say it was right after nine eleven. Yeah, right. Before, right. It was after for sure. And uh, and I just uh, I was like. And I didn't know what I didn't know how to get out of it. And Croy called me up and he said, uh, "And for you listening, oh fuck, fuck you, uh, or not fuck you. I'm sorry, but yeah, he called me up and he said, uh, let's go to yoga.' And I'd never gone. I mocked it. I showed up and like, wow, well, work. I didn't even know what to wear, but I had the coolest experience. And at the end of the day, the guy said, I was on my back. Remember the guy that was sleeves and tattoos, that yoga guy at YMCA? Yeah. And he was like, uh, he was like, uh, all right, you're in child's pose or, or laying back, whatever it is, lay back one." And he goes, uh, what in your life are you unhappy about? And I went, and my, just real quick, I went, Rachel. It's the first thing I thought, I do not want to be dating her. And he goes, well, you can change that today. And he goes, decide to change it and change it. How do you change it? Change it. Just make the, and this is what I heard was make the phone call to her, tell her you don't want to date her anymore. And Rachel was such a great chick. She was a really nice person. Yes, but I just called her up and I called her up. I got out of class. I called her up on the phone. I said, hey, I'd. I need to talk to you. Let's go to dinner tonight. We went to dinner. I broke up at the dinner, and my life changed exponentially. I'm Improved. also have a connection to uh, to the band uh, Incubus because of that. Because Croy said, "Let's go on a hike," and we went on a hike, and 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 I and I listened to the Incubus's new album, and I loved it. Conversely, it's I- also amazing when you remember that you actually do have some control over your life because a lot of control. Society and life really is designed to make you think like shit i can't do it because of x y and z or or, yeah. or i'm stuck in this job because i gotta you, you know pay my mortgage i mean really important things that seem insurmountable but really you can completely change anything at any time yeah. that's why starbucks is so popular because that's the only time that people have control 
of their lives. That's one of the theories on why Starbucks became so popular. Because every day you can go in and can have control over the barista. I want this with this with this. So it's one of the few times in your day where you can go in and have control over something. Because every the rest of life is dictated to you. So let's go back. How, okay. Uh, this is this is like shitty questions. I say me and Lorenzo, but me and Lorenzo are very similar people. We like I people cannot give me directions to their house without me automatically zillowing how much they bought for their they paid for their house. <laughs> like fucking Russell Peters texted me. I'm doing a podcast with him tomorrow. He's like the most famous comic in the world. He texted me and he goes, uh, "Here's my address." And I literally wanted to text him and go. I am purposefully not going to look at how much you paid for your house so that when I show up at your house, I get to be surprised because I know it's a lot. <laughs> but like I, when I texted you my address, I wanted to go, I paid dot, dot, dot for it so that you just so you didn't have to do the work. Bird, I wish he hadn't told me that story because now I think I'm going to be doing that for the rest of my I can't, life. I can't not no, do you that. you won't. You're beyond well, that. Well, we go to someone's party and I just fucking type in. I go, oh, they're upside down on their <laughs> house i mean you can't, it's like it's a horrible shitty thing but it's like you know anyway so how much was the house like how like how expensive was the house that you did the ritual because i couldn't do it, it in like, like a, a nice silver lake nice house. silver lake house yeah yeah but then again i did it in a trailer in topanga once and <clears throat> yeah yeah well that, but that, that's important in a weird way is like is that a trailer in topanga is cool as fuck and silver lake's cool as fuck i don't know if i could do it in like Inglewood, right? Like in an Inglewood that a ho- for a house, it's like could be depressing. Yeah, like you no. could be like, this is dictating the the negativity that's going to follow the snake that chases me through the forest. It's funny that your your thoughts are leading me this way because remember I told you about this famous experiment called the Good Friday experiment, where these people had never done any drug in their lives had yeah. this, you know, they credit shrooms for their huge spiritual awakening. The other famous experiment that Timothy Leary did was, I think it was called the Walpole Prison Project, and he gave shrooms to prisoners and credits the experience for cutting back on recidivism more than any other psychological technique then in practice. See, I wish I had been, I wish I had been attuned to this when I was in college because I might have gotten more out of mushrooms. I just... I just, my whole thing with mushrooms was like, I just want to giggle, I want to laugh, I want to smile, I want to see bigger things than I thought of, I want to see my my brain, like, I want to see the, I want to see the, the, the governor on my brain get put back and just have great ideas. And I did, I had brilliant, I had brilliant ideas and I loved it, I loved all my experiences, uh, but I think I just stopped for whatever reason anyone stops at that age, yeah. you know? Well, you, you know how often people say... Oh, I don't need like I don't need to do shrooms, and, and that always pisses me off because I never felt a need. It actually seems more like a, a basic human thing. Like humans want spirituality, obviously, and this is the only direct spiritual experience I know of, except for maybe yoga and meditation. I don't know about that. The only time I've ever wanted spirituality is when a girl's like, "Are you spiritual?" and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Really yeah. spiritual. Oh yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> I'm really in touch with my spirituality. I go to the ocean and I just. But pray. certainly, people want it. Right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. It was just a good opening. So, to wait, the joke. so, so, um, so you go to this house in Silver Lake. They probably paid a million for it. Yeah. <laughs> Your uh, people are are subtly, passive aggressively getting the best spots in the house. Maybe, 
or maybe that's in my head. No, no, no. That's no. That yeah. is L.A. That is L.A. And if that, you and, might be right. And and, yeah. and so you, you. And I might have been one of those people. I don't know. I I would definitely be one of those yeah. people. Let me tell you something. If there's like a really cool, comfortable couch. I want that. Or if there's like a. If you remember that little uh, little nook we had. Yeah. In our in our house, my Moroccan pillow room. Yeah, the Moroccan pillow room. I'd be in there. So you're so, then, so right about the yoga wars. How everyone oh, comes in a yoga room f- is looking for that spot in the back. Oh, that's I would get so angry. Next to a wall, so you don't have two people sweating on you. Oh, the one thing, make me so the one thing I love used about to laugh at me getting so angry because this dude was so good looking, Ethan. So good looking. It was he had straight arm, everybody, and he had sleeved arms. Who Bert? No, no this no. yoga instructor. He was, he was muscular and he had sleeved <laughs> arms. And he would go in there, and he'd, and he'd be like, he'd talk, and he would make a joke that wasn't a joke. And he's like, if you need to pass gas, pass gas. And all the girls would giggle and giggle. And I'd look over at Bert and go, he's not funny. He's not funny. They just yeah. like him because he's good looking. And then I would get so angry at yoga yeah. that it would never work on me. <laughs> I, they, I, 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 I like Bikram. I like uh, what they call hot yoga now. Yeah. I guess you can't it's call it Bikram. I like too, yeah. yeah, but I like that because I sweat so bad. Fuck he you. drips. I've never seen I, anything like, I, like fuck you. You want to fuck with my area? You want to like lobby? You want? I own. It's like my an SNL shit. sketch. It's like they. I they sweat up so like bad. Ad, like he literally. You you got to go with them. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, can I throw a reason why you might like yoga? Because it's certainly why I like it. It's, yeah. You're, you're telling me you've done similar travels to me and sharks and Africa yeah. and all that. It's like after the. After all that plane stuff, you're all like weird and compact, and it's the only thing that gets me out of pain when I return from a mission. It's so funny, you know. I've been having issues, sincere issues, with my back and shoulder, my left side in particular, uh, and I think it's I've been being on planes for 33 hours uh, where you're just human. like locked in, yeah. and you just and you, my my thing is stress. I just kind of lock this this whole area locks up. Um, I, yeah, I I I. I should go to yoga before I take off take, again. Uh, do you take a yoga tape when you travel and do? I used to. I used to. Do you even you even have downtime when you do trip flip? I, I have no downtime. We we shoot yeah. we shoot ridiculous hours. We we shoot probably. Uh, I know I know they'll listen to this, but uh, there are days we shoot eighteen hours, and then there's days that we shoot twelve. A twelve hour day is a beast of a fucking day. That's a beast. When and you're the so, main talent, yeah. So I don't have time. Uh, my whole workout stuff's during when we shoot. I will walk or, you know, just be active and keep my Which, Fitbit Which, by the way, on. I see you guys both wear trip flip. Do you guys going to start comparing numbers? And Fitbits? Fitbits or whatever, yeah. Um, uh, what do you, I'll follow you in a heartbeat. I'm, I'm a little bit of a savage. I'm, I'm, I average around 15,000 steps a day. Sweet, sweet. I do in New York City, and I never do in L.A. Oh, dude. Pisses me off. I walk my kids to school. I walk my kids back from school. I walk nonstop. I did get a standing desk, though, so I'm up in my numbers. Oh, nice. With the treadmill. Oh, seriously? It's great. Yeah, you did the standing desk. Yeah. yeah. I want a standing desk on my treadmill. I sit and drink wine on my treadmill at night. I'll do it tonight. So, okay, okay let's go, go back ahead. to the so ayahuasca. Yeah, I'm sorry, obsessed with this because I do think that this can help people, and I, and I don't want to be a proponent of it or a non-proponent of it. I want to just be open-minded and say I know that people – I know Amber had helped, and I think that people are listening to this and going, Bert, enough of the standing desk. Let's get to the fucking trip. So you go in your first time. Do you bring a chick with you? A buddy of mine invited me, but, like, it's the least social thing you could ever imagine. Like, once you're in your circle, the shaman gives a little bit of speech. Maybe they have everyone gives an, an intention, like, I want to find a way to have more empathy. I want to be more present for my children. Like, that type of one-sentence thing. Can I ask a question about the speech? Like, I'm a whore. Is that what you're going to yeah. No, I was going to ask a question, because... 
here's where Bert and I would go off the trails right there. Because as soon as the shaman sat down with his male pony, <laughs> his male pony tail, girl pony. Uh, I mean, girl. Well, his, oh, he's definitely want a female he's shaman. He's got his pony, and he and he's like, I want to know about your intentions. The eye rolling would start so fast for me and Bert. So do you ever have to not eye roll? Because does that start off the negativity right there? Well, well, let me. To, to your point, because just the I, word shaman listen, alone, you're I right. Get, I hate friggin' group dynamics, and there it often goes to the lowest common denominator. But the great thing is, is then it's over. You do no one says another word. Like if people were talking and giving hippie stuff throughout the trip, I'd hate it too for the exact same reasons. Yeah, yeah. And like, you how does Rogan irritated. deal with hippie shit? Like when he does, because he's the he doesn't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he's like ever how would he deal with the word shaman. He does. I mean, he talks about shaman all the time. But. I, I don't know if I. I, I, th- I'm, I can't speak for Joe. I, 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 the one, the one guy I've learned, you literally cannot speak for. You can't go like, well, you know, because I do that forever. I could do that for anybody. Joe's a fucking fascinating guy. I know he's done DMT, but I think he does I it his own. Is DMT, by the way, it's the same That's thing. That's all it is. It's orally activated DMT. But, it's, but DMT is is thirty minutes. DMT is usually two minutes. What? But ayahuasca. DMT goes straight in your bloodstream, and it's a lot of people think it's too intense. It probably is, whatever. Yeah. Ayahuasca is metabolized through your stomach, and so you have a six-hour experience, which most people get much more out of than the rocket ship of the straight into your bloodstream experience. Yeah, I think I think that I think that for the most part, Joe. I know. I'm not. Look, I don't know. The, Joe's the one guy I'm very. Uh, I'm very strict about not talking about his life. Yeah, okay. Cause, but only because only because I don't know what he shares with people and what he shares with me. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I know he has done DMT. I just I know, know like, if things got too hippie, if you saw him rolling his eyes, and if that would yeah. start off the— No, he, he's not a hippie. He talks a lot about doing DMT. I don't yeah. know him at all, but I do know he does DMT because yeah. yeah. I think it's on his website and stuff. Hey, baby yeah. girl. How was the drum circle tonight? Hello. How's the drum circle tonight? Yeah? Are you... What are you doing, baby girl? Oh, getting your backpack? Fucking... <laughs> Thank you, George. Um, uh, I don't know. All I know is that... But go ahead. Uh, so he, he gives the intention. D- DMT, I've always thought was a lot shorter. It is. Uh, I, that, that, that's more yeah. my angle. Yeah. If, I could pro- if they could promise me a way out... Like, I'm just afraid my brain is so fragile as it is that I get stuck into it. I'd say there's much more risk with DMT than ayahuasca, though. Really? Because DMT is the rocket ship, whereas ayahuasca is the nice sail on the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. You know? I mean, Joe, Joe's, Joe's got a solid brain. He is... I remember him saying to me one time, when I first met him, I was like, I'm dying to see your deprivation tank. And he was like... I, it was, the, by the way, the way at least way i ever should have met joe now knowing him i was a fan of his podcast and then showed up at his house to do his podcast and i was just very too i was way too honest and i was like hey man before this starts i need to like fanboy out like i didn't say that exactly but i was like i need to see the the deprivation tank i need to see your dog your pool table and i'll be ready to go and he was like <laughs> and now knowing joe that is like the last thing you want to say to that guy cause he's like he's like huh but uh <laughs> But I did it all, and he said, "You know, you should come use my deprivation tank. Uh, take some edibles, get really flipped out." Like he's like, "I love when I'm, I'm like flipped out, like I'm way too high. Get in there and fucking get in your head." 
And he's like, it destroys ego. It destroys anxiety. God, this guy sounds amazing. Every time Joe I hear Joe Rogan's most, stories, I know he's I'm like, I, I gotta meet that guy. Very brave. There's a lot of bravery in these stories. You know, he's uh, he's he is uh, he's more brave than I am. I'm not that guy. He he's the guy that you know. There's I, I can credit a lot to him in my life today. Uh, I had a conversation with Barry Katz recently. He's like, you're so fucking different, man. He's like, you seem like a totally different person. A lot of that are the leads I took from Joe. I had a very honest conversation with him one night, fucking out of my mind, like drunk, but and fucking whatever. Very cats as birds. And uh, and and Joe yeah, said some really poignant things to me that changed the way I looked at life and looked at looked at uh, the way I was interacting with people mm-hmm. and the way I was perceiving myself. And it was like all it takes is a powerful person to tell you these things, and you go, "Fuck, I'm not." I'm a really good guy. Like, I am a really good guy. Like, why? what the fuck did I not think I was a good guy? Or why did I think I wasn't talented? Or I didn't deserve anything? Or I didn't... Like, all these things that I felt about myself that I was like... I was like, yeah, Ari likes me. Like, why wouldn't I call him tomorrow? Why wouldn't I call Joe when I have a night? Like, what, what is it in my head? But, but I'm like that. I mean, you know, I'm, I've got, like, weird anxieties about, you know, reaching out to people or talking to people or, yeah. or whatever fucking wrong with me. It's pointless. I don't know how we got into this tangent. Let's. Joe is fucking fantastic. So you so set your back. intentions with the shaman. Or not. Like, some okay. shamans don't do that. And, and I get the way that shaman is a joke word. But remember how I no, said... No, I have respect No, no, no. I wouldn't have if I didn't. It is yeah. a jo- joke yeah. word, but once you watch these guys in action... You realize you're dealing with sort of the equivalent of, like, a brain surgeon. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, when the room's going and people, he's surrounded by 16 people tripping their brains out and having various uh, personal crises and psychological crises, and they will move in and they'll play the right instrument or they'll blow a certain smoke into their face or, or they'll sing with the right dulcet tones. And this person will go from complete psychological crisis to learning something and crying and being like, you know, figuring out a major thing in their life. And then you're like, this is the real shit. It's like, it happens in real time in front of you. Bert, you when know? Travel Channel's done with you, we have to do this with you on tape. I can't. I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm interested. So I'm interested in it. I, I will be honest. I'm very interested. Uh, I can't. I'm not in the place to do it right now, but I'm very interested. I'm not, yeah. I'm not ruling it out for my life. Because it seems like something that may help me deal with what I'm trying to deal with by myself. I'm just white knuckling yeah. it. It's like remember that our neighbor Rick. Yeah. I remember one time I was like, I don't know if Drago. I want to drink or I want to not drink. Yeah. Rick what? had Drago. Yeah, yeah, I nearly got in a fight with that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Drago attacked Gaucho. Remember? Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Rick's a, me Rick and was, Michelle were, were yeah, like, I know. Yeah. Rick Sorry, was a fascinating guy. Yeah. yeah. Was, was a, oh, wait, no, wait. Rick is the guy who helped the celebrities? Yeah. No, yeah. that guy was cool. I nearly got in a fight with the weightlifters who live right next to you guys. Oh, the, oh, Bert, the one that, that I was. Guy. The gay weightlifters. <laughs> that had AIDS, and I was going to get in a fight with him, and Bert's behind <laughs> me going, he's got AIDS. You're going to get AIDS. Lorenzo was, was about to get into a fist fight with the guy was, that had You're going to get a worst. fist fight, you're going to cut your hand. That guy was a dick. That guy was a fucking was a dick. Yeah, and I fought him. I yeah. fought back with him, and Bert was like, He was a bully, and he had an Akita, but his Akita yeah. was like fucking 200 pounds. Yeah. He had the biggest Akita. We yeah. lived on a street that had an Akita, uh, a, a Connie Connie Corso. Yeah, Connie Corso. Yeah. Yeah. He enjoyed watching his Corso attack. No, it was my a nice Akita. dog, the Akita. Yeah. 
attack my nice dog. Yeah, that he, guy was he didn't a do fucking one dick. Thing and, I, and I'm like, you That's know, why I got to fight because his dog attacked yeah. mine too. I mean, that guy was. I remember my exact. Mm, but someone's attacking your dog, you get like yeah. in their my face. My exact like quote to Lorenzo was, yeah. he was going to get in a fight with them, and I said, "Why would you fight that guy? He's got poisonous fists." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "What?" And I go, "He's got AIDS, Lorenzo. Do not fight him. He won. Let's go to our fucking house and go to sleep." And he was like, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> that was Lorenzo's rage area too. This podcast is all over the map. I keep trying to talk about this. Sorry, but, I apologize. No, no, no. I can't. I like. I'm part of it. I love this. I love talking about this. So, uh, yeah, because we were all neighbors for this period of time. So, yeah. so you, you, everyone on this couch was a neighbor. Yeah. Yes. So cool. you, um, this podcast is going so fucking great. By the way, I'm enjoying this so much. Bad guy, this is so much. This it's, is like this one is of those cool this is Lorenzo. college yeah. talks, like yeah. when college was cool. Yeah, like I, that moment <laughs> where, where you're like, "I'm with smart people who like talking about cool shit, and I don't have to." That was a Burt's college. That, that was not my college. <laughs> okay, my college it was your college like, and your Ivy League friends? Uh, Who's your school? Brand nice. Is a Jew? Jewish? Are you Jewish? Thing. My dad. Oh, yeah. so you're By the not- way, I get extra Jew points because he escaped the Holocaust. Your dad escaped the Holocaust? Dude, yeah. if you know Ethan's family, my dad gone. is interesting. He used Wait, to my dad, dad escaped the Holocaust? CIA, grew up in Harlem, escaped the Holocaust, just got his master's diving license at age 85. Him and his master's brother, diving license? Him and his brothers are all so interesting. You have oh, Your brothers are successful. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on one second. Your dad got your master's di- his master's diving license? At 85. Oldest person in the Grand Caymans. He, he's a freak. He really how, two how, how deep is he diving these days? Um, I don't. I forget how many fathoms is masters. I, I'm not sure, but it's like it's extra. Gotta be like, it's got to be at yeah. least fucking 600 feet or something. Something crazy. Like, I, mean, I, I know. I don't think he went down that low, but you know. Well, yeah, probably. I just was googling this last not night. Not the 20 so feet. We're deal. doing. No, yeah. we're doing a dive that's 130. It's, Whoa, it's, 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 that's it's, deep, dude. That's ten. I mean, ten stories. I mean, come on. Oh, I did. Ni- I did ninety. Uh, my first open water dive was ninety. That's amazing. My first open wa- open water dive was, my first open water dive was fifty. My second one was. Uh, let me rephrase that because I'm Brian Williamsing this. My first open water dive <laughs> was with an instructor, and it was it was it was it was fifty. My second open water dive was like fucking forty or thirty, but it was uh, they're both with instructors. My first wow. my first dive by myself was at ninety eighty ninety feet, and it was a beast, and I and I had a panic attack. That's incredible. It's deep, and but we're doing dives out on uh, out on out on uh, the Outer Banks in North Carolina, yeah. and there's no dive that is under. Like fucking a hundred feet. Wow, what well, respect! I mean, that's it's, it's scary serious shit. diving. Yeah, it's it's serious. But it, well, I think recreational diving is around ninety. So I say not one hundred thirty feet, but I think the wreck, the bottom of the wreck is one thirty. You don't go to the bottom of the wreck. Obviously, there's nothing to see there. But you float around the top. You walk around the top of the. You know. So I don't yeah. know exactly how deep it, but I know one thirty is the depth. Yeah, I'm that's, sure we'll float. that's serious. Family, you can die diving. For what do sure. your brothers do? One's an author and writes strange books on things like noise, like how the world's getting louder. Like, he'll write a book about it. so funny. I just yeah. heard about something like that on NPR. And your brother yeah, probably interviewed him. Refrigerators I mean, and stuff. Um, yeah, everything. I mean, he, took he was a, just up for an award, right? He just went, like... Uh, yeah, I think... He, Wait, he had something did like, I hear this about your brother? Because I literally heard about something where your, your, your life gets in... in your life harmoniously grabs a key so like you get in tune with your refrigerator hum you don't notice your refrigerator hum 
That's it. That's interesting. I that wasn't his concentration, but I think he had a little mention of what you're talking about. Yeah, and I know I know what you're talking about. Like everything has a key, like the way. Um, like a tree has a vibration. You yeah, know? yeah. It's really fascinating um, stuff. So hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna go piss in the corner. Uh, I'm not done this ayahuasca journey. Like this is the manifestable. I'm not going to fucking Peru to do it. If I do it, it's gonna be in Silver Lake. <laughs> it's gonna be me and Lorenzo jockeying for a fucking chair at the head of a table. <laughs> Who do you think would gain more from it? It's not well, Lorenzo. To be honest, to be honest, things aren't a competition in life. We're all on <laughs> no, our different no, no. paths. I, I was gonna actually choose you because I think Bert's further, <laughs> further along emotionally <laughs> on his, on on his path. path. Yeah. <laughs> well, how can you say that? I don't fear death. I have zero anxieties. Well, you're super. Yeah, you're, I pulled my own tooth out with pliers. I wasn't even. I'm not even afraid of that. Listen, you're probably more advanced than either of us, or even the shaman, in terms of being happy, like you said, and that's important. Bert's probably further no, he with. Does. He does a lot of curiosity. Work. And yeah, no, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, I I choose ignorance. I definitely am cu- yeah. a curious. I love ignorance. Soul. Yeah. What a, oh, Bert. Oh, fucking shit. But we have shit to learn from you from about Simplistic. contentment. No. <laughs> Contentment's important. Yeah. Well, yeah, it also yeah. puts you in a uh, one-bedroom apartment in Hollywood with no savings. Hey, if you're content, then you're head of the guy with the mansion, right? I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like the guy with... All right, we lost continuity in this show. Oh, okay, yeah. So, anyway, so right. you sat down. Okay, so you sit down. Yeah. You either say intentions or you don't. Then everyone kneels... And takes a cup about the size of um, two shot glasses, three, maybe three shot glasses of this vine and this bark that tastes like tobacco spittle. And it's really hard to keep down the first two minutes. And then I'd say it kicks in. And then, and then you go try to sit in a meditation pose. They emphasize you should be sitting, not lying. And then So you, no fetal position for me. <laughs> yeah, people do go into the fetal position, yeah. but it's all about keeping your body open, kind of yoga stuff. Yeah. And the fact that you've done yoga will give you a much better trip for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you've done any breathing meditation, even better. Because uh, when things are really working and, and people are experienced with ayahuasca, they just sort of sit like yogis, you know, and they're just breathing and they're into it. And then about 20 to 40 minutes later, it kicks in, and then you're kind of off and running for about six hours. So it kicks in. Like, what's the feeling when it kicks in? Like, what are you, like, are you like, oh, my feet are tingling? Or like, oh, my nose, I can't feel my nose. I, I will ask you, they, they use this word plant intelligence a lot because it really is good at finding your particular shit. And I'll, I'll give you a hippie story. My wife was uh, recently, my we're separate, but anyhow, my good friend, best friend Amber, had had someone diagnose her. Who's like a supermodel, a by the way, listeners. She's like a supermodel. She's model. awesome. You yeah. probably met her. It was shrunken ovaries, so she couldn't conceive, right? And I swear to God, with my eyes, I saw her ovaries tremble for about four hours, which was her only experience with ayahuasca. And we conceived about three weeks later. Hold on, start over. So this is your best friend Amber, is also your ex. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So my, you guys, my, my, the mother of my child. Yes. This amazing woman. So Nothing she was. Things. She was yeah. diagnosed with. 
Shrunken ovaries. You guys yes. did ayahuasca together. Yes. You saw her ovaries tremble. Yeah, and everyone did. Like the 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 shaman came over and goes, "Oh, that's kundalini energy." Or whatever. In other words, it wasn't it wasn't a hallucination. This happened. Yeah. And, and then the shaman is like. It is really good at finding out your shit of the day, and it is. I hate oh, to wow. be uh, like <laughs> grade school here. You should here. do a podcast called The Cynic, Lorenzo <laughs> no, 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 Hodges. No, no, it's not going to be a cynic. I hate to be grade school here. Then, then I would. T- I'm uh, now I'm wanting to go because I I don't have a very big penis. Now, if I felt bigger, <laughs> better about my penis, because when you first said her ovary shriveled, I uh, like, I dated a girl once that dated Ethan. And I was sitting there, and I, I don't know why I did it. I was like, so, tell me about Ethan's penis. She's like, big. It's big. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> who, who have we dated that's the same? Margo. Oh. Do I know that you dated Margo? You do yeah. now. Asian Margo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wouldn't so we- it be hilarious if I started crying? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, I am not good. You know what I mean? going to an ayahuasca dude just being totally, he's like, tell me your intentions. I was like, I have uh, a really little penis. I, I think Lorenzo <laughs> is a huge cock. I, I have a theory that anyone who talks a lot about their small dick is yeah, he's got a, he's got a, He's got an okay piece. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if Lorenzo, if the shaman was like, all right, state your, uh, your intentions. And Lorenzo was like, I'm just hoping some of these girls want to fuck tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you guys get fucking hammered. I'm ready to party. <laughs> hey guys, if you see a snake, it's me. <laughs> That's I never heard that about her ovaries. That's cool. That's yeah. fucking awesome. But, Here, yeah, have but, some water. Like, for me, I had all this like weird like nine one one fears and stuff, and and it did. It, it, it actually gave some really interesting clarity to the nine one one thing. Yeah. And I kept on remembering something like. Um, that capitalism was actually way more delicate, the kind of the Wall Street machine, than we think it is. And, and I remember I kept on thinking, it can, it's a bubble, like, you, you know, like a bubble of, of um, like the internet bubble or whatever, a capitalism yeah. bubble yeah. of the economy rushing, getting bigger, and it's a bubble that could be burst by the prick of a box cutter, which was the weapon they used on 911. So. And so kind of put it all together that that these crazy Muslims, and, and I hate that way of life, and I'd love to get into why, because it has nothing to do with their religion per se, but they were super intelligent in the way they chose to attack America because people always think of it as the World Trade Center but when you read their writings which I've done a little it had to do with they were attacking the center of capitalism and, and that's interesting you know that yeah. that like that idea and a couple of box cutters has created how many years of war it's 2001 now it's 2015 14 yeah. 15 years yeah yeah. So interesting that it's um, still that we still have. It's so interesting to me that we used to be uh, on their side. Yeah, yeah, and it's the powers of ideas, and like as primitive or whatever we can think as they are, they had a really impressive PR idea. You know? Yeah. Uh, without it's so interesting. There, yeah. it's fascinating to me. Uh, the thing I get obsessed with is how little they know about technology. However, whatever bullshit videos they put of lighting a guy on fire in a cage, 
it it's like it 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 still consists of someone fucking going into iMovie and <laughs> and going cut drag cut drag yeah. like and you yeah. don't like technology but yeah here you are like yeah. hold on I don't want to yeah we're gonna lose the viewer should we like, do a fade here or yeah, should we do a fade? do you guys want to do a title card yeah. let's do one of those star fades um so so do, how does like how do you start when you first feel ayahuasca what do you do you feel it do you feel it in your head do you feel it in your feet do you feel it like like when you go okay this is well, kicking you in you definitely just start. Your paradigm of thinking changes. That's how I describe it. So in that sense, it's not that different from good cannabis. Like instantly, your your paradigm is thinking like like all the societal ways to think of stuff. Yeah, get kind of stripped down, and you begin thinking of stuff in a really primal way. I kind of think of Helen. You know, Helen Keller, blind and deaf, and so for her, water was just this direct experience of a feeling, you know? Yeah. It's, it's almost like that begins to happen. Like, water's no longer a word. Water's no longer 10 million ideas. It's water. Oh, so you're, <laughs> you're, it's, it, it happens in your brain. You don't, it's not, you're not tingling. There, your there's, mouth there's, there's a lot of physical stuff, too. At, at the end of my first journey, they're called journeys, I felt my spine pop like a chiropractor, and I sat up straight, and I have the worst posture you can see on TV. I have horrible posture. And suddenly I was like, and just like, yeah, like meditation boy, you know? And so that was physical. Like, I bet you, if you had measured me, I was a half an inch taller. Really? I heard it pop. Wow. And to just sit and to elongate that way when you're not lying down and stretching, Yeah. I'm like, that's powerful medicine, right? So and that's yeah. what Amber calls it as medicine. It's such a. It's such a. Yeah, that's the terminology. They all say medicine. So then, the trip's fifty six yeah. hours, approximately six hours. Yeah, and and like, but is you did there... like a three day weekend though, right? Some some people do so it, that means that three day, day weekends. Do you do it each day? Okay. Yeah. So you it's do it... hard. And do you <laughs> journal? I do. Do journal? you're supposed to, and it's definitely. The ideal thing to do. Same with a meditation. Yeah. If you go on a ten day sign meditation, you're supposed you to journal. No, I, have you ever Leanne, tried it? No, I, I did. I have. I meditated with a Zen Buddhist monk in Japan. Um, well, that's kind of hard when you have a bunch of cameras on you. It's not true meditation, uh, right? Yeah, it is a little bit. It is hard because. Um, what happened is my foot fell asleep, yeah. and I was very cognizant that my foot fell asleep, and I didn't want yeah. I didn't want to move because I knew everyone would start laughing if I moved my foot. But then oh I fuck it, God. and then all of a sudden the monk, goes, your foot. the monk goes, the monk if your foot's asleep, just extend your leg. And so I, I was like, clearly he knows my foot's asleep, so I was like tapping it, trying to wake it up, and so I just stretched my leg out. And he was like, he was like, but it was really cool. He's he's coming to L.A. He's going to hit me up, and he's going to do a meditation with Isla. Isla meditates. Isla meditates naturally. Like, she that's, she chose to meditate, and then she's into meditation. And and she's... Kids are great. Isla's a weird... She It rained. Yeah. It was one of the most fucking... Like, one of those moments where I would have never forgotten about this. Uh, had I been her, she probably just... One of the things she does... Started raining one day, like, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. How old is Isla again? Eight. Okay. Sunday afternoon just starts raining, but like it's a sunny rain. It's still sun out, but it's raining. And Isla finds out it's raining and loses it. Like, Dad, it's raining. It's so beautiful. Goes out, sits on the trampoline. I have a picture. I put it on Instagram. You can find it. 
and just sits there and lets it rain on her and meditates. And That's I went, so awesome. I was like, God damn it, I could wish it. But she also fucking is afraid of spiders and bees. So I don't know if I'd trade one or the other. Like her fear <laughs> of fucking spiders is through the fucking roof. So um, I'd, go, I'd go for meditation. Even if she's, I was afraid of spiders. Like, so I have meditated. I'm, I'm supposed to do the uh, John John Tag. You guys might remember him from he was on one of the Joey Diaz podcasts on Easter where my dad ate marijuana. Um, John Tag just did the uh, TM class and loved it. And he's like, you got to do it. I do that one. That's the e- that's the easiest one. So I recommend it to everyone. Yeah, it's so much easier than the other type of meditation, which is. Uh, God, what is the other one called? Sleep? Because that's what I do every night from 10.30 to 8.30. I meditate. TM is <laughs> called Vedic. Another one is you, you're supposed to feel every from the toes and you feel your calf like in your head. And uh, I've done, yeah. I think I've done, I've done a couple of meditative things. I've, I did that. I've done, uh, I did, uh, I, 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 I can't remember exactly what I did. I did one in high school one time, and it fucking really helped. The one I did in Japan was, like, fucking amazing. I'd love to do meditation, yeah. uh, more of it, but I just don't but have the Bert, time. since you're kind of a, uh, it's not shallow, but materialistic guy, yes. is it hard for you to take advice from somebody who's like, I really love to meditate? And you're like, yeah, well, you're fucking driving a, be- a Jetta, bitch. Like, like no, uh, is that hard for you? Because <laughs> No. No. Are you being, ser- what, being no, serious? What you, no, what you're doing is you're melding in my look on therapy. <laughs> <laughs> with cuz I had a I had a very materialistic view on therapy. I had, I had a really hard time going to therapy and I know I've told when you about this. she had less this. money than you. Well no, no, it wasn't that. I my, no, it was I looked at life very honestly and I couldn't see that she was being honest with her life, so I couldn't ex- respect her opinions on mine. Like I was more attractive than her, and so I assumed that as long as I was around she, I was going to have problems because she wouldn't mind looking at the eye candy. And then I, I also figured that... Wait, who are we talking about My now? therapist. I think he's just talking my about... Oh, I see. And I my see. therapist. It's hard for him yeah. to take advice from people that are less successful than him. No, not... Uh, because he sees he loves material things. Not at all. Uh, I'm not saying you're you're the worst, but like the fact that you're looking step up Zillow or like you like material goods. Yes. Is it hard for you to take advice from somebody that meditates it's not successful and you're like yeah well i'm more successful than you so why no no, no. i think you? those guys take a different path like like and you can respect that uh th- those guys med- people that are into meditation and yoga and shit that's good for the soul <laughs> then yes i cannot take advice like career georgia, advice. georgia had a teacher one time and uh, she just dressed like a mess like mm-hmm. she had she was wearing three different blacks that didn't match and her shoes just looked like black nursing that shoes mrs beckford um, and but <laughs> and i and i said to georgia i said to georgia land caught me saying this they was having a hard time with her i said fuck her don't respect her you can't respect that woman look at the way she looks like look at the way she carries herself that's crazy you seeing crazy right there that's what crazy dress is like and then you, you're gonna cu- you tell her that She's going to tell you what to do in life. And they're now do doing not, a dance in her yeah, honor. Do not do that. Like, ignore that woman. She's out of her fucking... I go, look at her shoes, George. I go, look at her fucking shoes. George is like, yeah, they're weird. I go, there's, there's white stains on the black... Sh-. Like, she has white stains on her... Who fucking carries himself like that? I go, you can't, you can't respect her. You can't respect her. And so you can't respect her opinion. And I do that in life. Like, if you are a mess, if I look at you and you're a mess in life... And you think you have authority over me? Don't. I just don't listen to you. But if you've never taken advice from me, yeah, that's probably why I'm not doing ayahuasca because the fucking plant will be like, 
Uh, I'm just a plant and I don't wear shoes. Who are you, Bert? And I'll be like, no, actually, actually, someone once said it's not what the teacher says, it's who they are in the room, and that's a yeah. variation of what you're saying. Like, if, they're, if they have a great vibe in the room and they just are calm and present, yeah. you respect them more. And then you listen to what they say, but they're sort of like skitsy and weird. They could say all this genius stuff, but you won't listen. And that's right. like human nature. Yeah, and, I, and I, don't, I can also listen to people that are dressed like shit. I can listen to them if they what they're saying makes sense. But if you don't make sense and you look fucked up or and you are a little bit of a mess, like, like, it's, like it's like the fucking guy from across the street from my daughter's school's a hoarder. And he comes out yelling. Well, dude, I've already discounted everything you've ever said because you have fucking cars and aquariums and bricks all in your front yard. You're done for me. Like, I'm never... You may be saying something very <laughs> valid. However, I look at you as a mess, so I can't listen to you. Uh, and I'm, yeah. and I, I carry myself at least... Oh, I don't know. I'm fucking walking around with my shirt off all the time. Who's fucking listening to me? Anyway, let's get back. So, six hours. You do the whole weekend there? I've never done... I've never done the two-day thing in a row. Like, I'm so wiped from one day. Yeah. But that's my next thing I'm going to try, the two-day in a row thing. Now, is it – do you get concerned doing it now that you have a kid? A kid? Zero. Like, it, it It makes me more present with my kid. Dude, does, does it creep back in when you smoke pot? Do you feel feelings? Like, I know David Cho like was saying – Like a flashback. Yeah, like, like, uh, like ayahuasca-esque. I think a lot of the pot thing is there's a lot of painkillers in pot. Yeah. And so you feel really good. Yeah. And so it's it's just different that way, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, ayahuasca, actually, I do think can attack a bunch of physical ail- ailments. Like, like, I'll find my sore knees and stuff hurt less. But it's not – it's taking on a a, a psychic journey. It's also, right now I'm being really inarticulate. Like, it hits your body stuff and and your mind stuff. And what's really nice about it is it leaves part of your brain sober. So part of your brain is being a bit analytical while this other part is really going out there. Whereas shrooms just sends you out there. And there's no sober part analyzing it till you're down, you know? Yeah. And so you can really just lose yourself like wacky, but... At least for me, ayahuasca, there's always a very rational part of my brain that remains even though the left side of my head might be completely tripping balls. That's insane. I, yeah, I don't – I always – that analytical side was fighting. It either let go and just like, have a good time, man. There's dinosaurs in the woods. Let's let's just believe there's dinosaurs in the woods, that we see the trembling. But what would happen was – in bad times, that analytical side would be like, Bert, I, I, it, was, it would be me reiterating things in my head. I like a thought loop. I couldn't get out That's of the thought loops. That's actually not quite what I'm talking about because you're right that your most successful trips will just be open and you'll go to the dinosaurs in the woods. Yeah. And you don't want to be all being pulled back by your bullshit. So it's not quite what I'm talking about because what I'm talking about isn't something pulling you back. Yeah. Thought it, loops scare me. Yeah, yeah, they're the the worst thing, and they usually come from when people get afraid during their trip, like, I'm not a good dad or whatever, and then they'll go in a thought loop, and this Hells Angel guy actually taught me a really good trick 
for that when, when I was a kid, about 14. He's like, when you trip out really hard and it gets really bad, just go towards the monster. And, and, and I didn't really understand what that meant till years later, but it's sort of like if your mom's there and she's screaming at you and being horrible, just go straight to it and hug her. Whereas most people would be like, oh, my childhood was horrible. By the way, my mom was sweet, so this yeah. is an example. But, but you know, most people would be like, this is horrible. Like, all these nightmares are returning, and they and they they try to get away from it or close their body from the experience, and it makes it a million times worse, and it sends you into a loop. Yeah. And, and it's so true that if you – if you're just like, this is being sent, the screaming parental ancestor is being sent to teach me something. You go over right to it, then you get right out of the loop, and the fear ends and everything. It's, uh, yeah, it can be really profound, just like just like yoga-wise, open your body and, and meet it. Like, okay, what are you teaching me, monster? Yeah, I'm, 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 and then it can be totally unprofound. Like one time in high school, I just couldn't stop saying snossages. And then all of a sudden, I fucking thought looped myself into a bad time, and I was like, I was a fucking mess. And all, it all started with snossages. You going snossages, snossages? Remember that dog in that commercial? Uh, oh yeah. It's snossages, snossages. And I was just fucking in a hate circle. I couldn't pull out of it. I was in that room the other day. It was uh, that that I ended up just sitting in a room and couldn't get. And it was Cayman's room, Corey's brother. Yeah. I was in Cayman's room and I just went. I don't see this room as anything but negative. Yeah. Like, that just fucking scared the shit out of me. This whole room, the colors, the purples and the grays, the fucking hard edges, this everything is scared the tripping. fuck. No, in, in, when I was tripping, I was 41. I went back to that room, like, a you year ago. I remembered it. Yeah. And, I, and I fucking walked in and... Was it still a bad vibe? I went into the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, oh, fucking horrible. I went to the bathroom where I'd got, where, where the, it started, and I looked at it and I went, oh, I fucking hate you, bathroom. Like I looked at that bathroom, like did bad stuff happen in this house? No, in uh, no, in uh, maybe. Uh, I, I definitely had a bad experience on drugs there, and I and I think I definitely, yeah. and I don't I don't think I welcomed this room when I went back. I was like I was like, but yeah, I was like it's fucking amazing. Forty years old, forty one years old, and I walk in and I was like, I was like motherfucker, we're back. Like I fucking it's amazing. It's almost like a, like a channel marker in in the ocean. It's like I, you, I see you every time I come in and out, and you're the one. Ah, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm. It's but, a shame we've talked about the, uh, this all the whole time because Ethan's got so many. I, well, I, I, I could talk I to Ethan like nine about know, nineteen like, uh, different things because you uh, you did the arm wrestling show just recently that unfortunately AMC... talk to the microphone. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's the cord is too short. So wait, so um, story of my life. So the arm wrestling show. How did you? How did you discover those people? That's a stoner show, by the way. Really? Yeah, check it out sometime. We okay. put all kinds of weird messages, and uh, I just uh, I I came across this documentary called Pulling John about uh, this Russian guy competing, Russian legend competing against American legend. And it was exactly like Rocky, which Rocky? Rocky Rocky 4. 3 or 4? Rocky 4. It was exactly like Rocky 4. Was it Rocky 4? Yeah, it was Rocky 4. arm wrestling. So it was a little bit absurd, but super primal. Yeah. Like arm wrestling is primal because it's all the violence of a fist fight contained in a hand grip. 
Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because their intensity is full-on mixed martial arts intensity, you know? And they're doing all these, like, it's like a tendon-snapping chess match. I'm stealing lines that the arm wrestlers gave me shamelessly now. No, no, no. But, but it is, like, like, they'll press their thumb into a certain tendon that that weakens wrist strength it's like and, and they're doing all kinds of things with grip uh, before the ref even says ready go so um, when you see them like like seen over the top he knows uh i've mentioned over the top so many times in my fucking stand-up <laughs> i've said it so many fucking there, times some people in my show were in over the top really and, and check the, check this out one of our champions 58 years old like that's older is than, that than uh, Tiger Woods. No, and that's a bald guy. Older, oh, okay. yeah, than yeah. Tiger Woods. I, I, I mean, it's amazing that I mean, not Tiger Woods. Um, <laughs> I was like, it's definitely George older Foreman. Than I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> like George Foreman. Like that's everyone's racist. like, oh my god, he's boxing at 48. This guy is winning arm wrestling matches against 20 year olds at 58. It's it's uh, it's interesting because you're touching someone the whole time. Like yeah. you're like in boxing, it's about just touch, just touch, you know what right. I mean. That's right. that's fascinating. Uh, over the top for those of you guys that are wondering what that is, is a Best Sylvester Stallone movie <laughs> where he and his son, well, he's a trucker, right? He's trying and to get his son back yeah. by winning. Trying to get his son back yeah. by winning the arm wrestling match, and what he does at the end is he changes his position of his hand, kunk kunk, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, what the, what the. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ninja. One him. of the fucking yeah. greatest. The, uh, movies it's interesting, though. That what what I love about his show, and I didn't know what I loved about it. He had to tell me what I loved about it. It's shot more. Be- it's the most beautiful thing that was on TV. But I was like, what? You made arm wrestling artsy. <laughs> Where, who's going to be your audience for this? And he's like, I wanted to shoot a TV show like people shoot sports movies. And that's exactly what he did. Oh, he wow. like a, and right. no, I, saw the, I saw the. I saw the. the shot that I was really impressed with was the slow motion shot of the fucking guy doing it and then jumping up on the table. Yeah, that guy's I, incredible. I love that. Yeah. I let such <laughs> beautiful... Who, who's the DP on that? Um, a guy named uh, Cameron Glenn Denning. He's amazing. We shot is in amazing. an old abandoned theater in downtown LA. Because we were like, we were pulling from all these movies so we pulled, like, you know, Warriors was all old yeah. buildings and stuff and so so we just assembled all these world champion arm wrestlers and a, a, a bunch of kind of, you know, the tattooed crowd in this old abandoned theater in downtown L.A. And Now that the show's run its course, yeah. would, what would you have done different? So wait, start it over. We're, so you take it and you pitch it to AMC? Yeah. And they buy it? Yeah, and they took the chance on it. And it actually was their... Leading Huge unscripted open. show, but then AMC canceled all their unscripted. So wait, so except they, for their talk shows. How much did they buy? How many episodes? Uh, the first year, I guess both years were ten episodes. It's great. We were greenlit with the second year, and then they canceled us halfway through when they when they, they started their unscripted. What, yeah. Now, what does AMC do now? Just you know the amazing scripted like uh, Mad Men and Breaking oh, Bad, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was at, I was yeah. in the same position I would say at FX where it was like all unscripted and we got we did Hurt Burt and then halfway through Hurt Burt they were like yeah we're killing it with the Shield I don't know what the fuck we're doing with you exactly and, you're like, and, oh. and who can blame them I mean their scripted ratings like Walking Dead's the highest rated oh, that's show AMC? ever yeah and they have Talking Dead too right. 
Yeah, you said it's exactly. less the talking. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. So they do the TV show and then they do the talk show after it right. about what you just saw. Right. I mean, AMC Which I were great. I can't believe I'm, I I'm actually super grateful that they even gave us one season because the that's, show is really weird and trippy. It's uh, to to Lorenzo's point. I didn't want to make. A sports show. I wanted to make a movie about a sport, which is a very yeah. different approach, and th- and they let us do it. It was fun. Like I, I'm actually unbelievably grateful. I got one season. Out it's of one it. of the things so I. Like, and I should say, I Undertow. You know, lots of Undertow. great yeah. filmmakers. Well, it's one of the things I'm, um, I'm, 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 I've learned in this business. I've learned ad nauseum, uh, meaning meaning that I've I've seen it happen to me a million times, and I said it to Leanne today. I probably should not mention this, but I don't think it's going to get back to anybody. But I've, I think I brought it to you, Lorenzo. One of the things I've done is I've realized to just be grateful for the opportunities. But I used to get shitty about not getting opportunities or things getting canceled. I used to get real shitty about it. Uh, and when Birth Conqueror got canceled, I had just got the man cave built. And uh, and it was given to me, obviously, by scripts. They gave it to me through DIY and uh, gave it to me, gave it to me. That's all you can say. And when Birth Conqueror got canceled, it was the first time I ever said in my life, I'm just going to be grateful for the experience. I remember sitting out here. I just done Letterman. I had my Letterman poster in my man cave. I was, I had a cut. Leanne brought me a cup of coffee, and and I just found out we got canceled. And I had a, it was in a Letterman mug, and I thought, I'm not going to be shitty for this. I'm going to be grateful for the opportunity that was given to me. I learned a lot. Although I, although I probably have learned more within the last four years, obviously, but I learned a lot, and I went, I'm not going to be shitty, and, and I will just be thankful. And I've done that, and I think that it is what has gotten me, uh, at least so far with that network, is that I've never, I never lost it. I never spiraled out. I never spun out like, oh, we're getting canceled. Mark Cronin was the first person who told me, every show gets canceled. Every show gets canceled. You cannot get. Cheers got canceled. Yeah. Eventually. Cheers got canceled. <laughs> he's like, he's like, hey, I remember him saying this. This is going to sound crazy. He was like, Seinfeld and Friends will get canceled. They will stop doing that show. And you think that show will go on forever? It will stop. And I remember being like, no fucking way. But like, every show gets canceled. You got to be comfortable with that. Yeah. Same, uh, maybe I needed ayahuasca. He told me to go see uh, Freddie Got Fingered. He was like, Mark Cronin brought me into his office when the X show got canceled and we had a drink of whiskey. And he said, go today and go see Freddie Got Fingered. And just be grateful that's not your career. <laughs> By the way, I have no ill will towards Tom Green. I, I think that... I just shot his girlfriend. Holy cow. Really? Oh, my God. She was beautiful. Really? Yeah. Tom Green? What's he doing these days? He's doing, uh, my makeup artist went to go, I'm a photographer, by the way, I don't have a, I don't have something to do my makeup every day, which by the way, <laughs> do you know we had a neighbor? Wait, go back to the fucking story. Robert, uh, who's the, the famous producer, Robert with the, Evans. Robert Evans, Robert go Evans makeup every day. Go back to the fucking day. story. But he's dead now. No, Robert Evans is alive. No, he's dead. No, Robert Evans is alive. <laughs> I think he's dead. I think he's uh, dead. What can I bet you guys? Can I bet you guys $20 a piece? I uh, would take the bet. Robert Evans with the, the, the tan. The kid stays in the picture. That's Robert. Uh, Evans. I'm going to find out right yeah. now. Uh, do you have a ten on you? I'll bet you ten dollars. I uh, you're going to lose ten dollars. You know, I'm still you know. Mike, Mike is good Mike's friends, friends with, with your Robert Evans. Bro- friends with but him. I don't, don't you know. Think you'd be I feel like Robert Evans is. He's alive. Uh, I'm going to take. But go ahead. He's I'm going to take a live. Take I'm going to take a live. Alive. You're rocking my world. He's still alive. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. We he have a is 84 years old. Uh, okay. I just met him Yo, last Robert, year. If you're, if you're, I just met him last year. This, <laughs> I'd love to have I you on my this podcast. Is TV. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. You two? Well, we, uh, you, we don't have to say a name. Okay. Yeah, we a know girl, somebody that used to be one of his hookers. That, that, yeah. that we know used to that be one of his hookers. Uh, Should I have not said this that? is even the worst TV. Yeah. Now I want to get into your ears and tell you a secret that I know. That <laughs> do not let me forget to tell you. Oh, I won't. Do not let me forget to I tell won't. you. Okay. Uh, so wait, let's go back to what we were talking about. You were saying before this Robert Evans story. This is what I fucking hate about you. Sorry, I hate two things about you. Tangent and everyone that's watching this can see is sometimes Lorenzo will just disconnect and in the middle of a story just start texting someone, or <laughs> you change subjects on something important. Sorry. So what was the thing you were saying? What was I talking about? Yeah, before this. You were like, before the Robert Evans story, we were saying dot, dot, dot. And you're like, oh, very interesting. Also, side note, my makeup artist does Robert makeup Evans. Makeup for Robert Evans. <laughs> <laughs> makeup. That's all fucking... My makeup artist. Oh, we went to go watch Tom Green do stand-up the other day. And oh, what he... is Tom Green doing? Yeah, and she said he was great. And that he's oh. still doing well and he's happy. I heard he's... I, Where, I've heard where's he's, your bathroom real quick? Uh, it's, More bad TV. secret potty in the... Just go right in the door. To the to the right, right to the right by the laundry room, and then take your first left. Literally, like it's as you open the door, you will hide the secret potty. It's directly to your left. Um, yeah. So she went to watch him do stand up. I, so I guess it's okay. I'm with you. I'm, and, and this is uh, after a couple beers. These are my thoughts. Yeah. But I, I, I'm bummed out that Tom Green didn't keep his talk show. He was the first person doing what everyone's doing now. Yeah. With what I'm doing right now. And uh, no one just was doing it. And I guess the so you're saying his talk show was kind of the podcast format. Oh, his talk show was the it it was different. Obviously, yeah. I think they were making an actual talk show. Yeah, but it, he was the per- first podcast. He was the first one that I knew. Like he dedicated his house to it. I loved that. I'm bummed that the kid didn't keep doing it. Yeah, um, because I thought I thought it was so cool. But at the same time, but he had you watch Freddie Got Fingered because that was the he that said, was kind of watch, the end of a of a Mark career. Cronin said go watch Freddie Got Fingered. And he was like, because, and this is, by the way, before anyone anyone knew anything about being different than just being on in movies. Yeah. If you got in movies, then you did movies. If you did TV, you did TV. Yeah. Like, and so I went and watched Freddy Got Fingered, and I did not find it very funny. And I, all I saw was a guy that got way too much thrust upon him that he was not ready for. Yeah. I, I think that movie was like a bunch of people going, just let Tom be Tom. Yeah. And he was just like trying to figure it out. And had no like writing staff, or he was just like fucking suck a cow's udder. Be or whatever. terrifying. Yeah, He'd just be scarier. Yeah, and you know, like make a noise over and over again. Yeah, and uh, and I think that is appealing to a group of people, you know, to like hardcore fans. But I yeah. think to a guy like me, I definitely didn't see any like you need a little hardcore humor in it. Structure that was written or structure or like something where I went like, you know. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is genius. Like like when I saw fucking Anchorman, I loved it. When I saw when I saw uh, when you see like great comedies, yeah, you, you stripes, you just you're connected. Yeah, I'm not shitting on Tom Green. I love I, I love what he's doing and what he's done. Yeah, I don't know why we got on. I don't know how I got on. You this. just said Mark Cronin sat you down. Mark Cronin watch- told me to go watch that movie, yeah. so I watched it by myself at the Hollywood Connection. Like the remember where by the Beverly by the Beverly where in LA the Beverly Fitness Connection. is now. And yeah, in the Beverly Connection. Did you remember from Sports they movies with? Oh, that's boring for people. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah. So you just learned to be grateful. 
I learned to be grateful, and I learned and now. I mean, I, I just, I just definitely was like, well, fuck it. There's everything's going to get canceled. And I've looked at it like that yeah. a million times. The hardest part about shows getting canceled is the family you build with them. Yeah, like you build a family. Yeah, and you feel guilty about all the people you hired, and yeah. Oh, I've, I've yeah. had so much guilt in uh, in in not in hiring and firing and getting rid of people, and I've had so much guilt, and I've been wrong a lot in firing people. I fired people that did not deserve to be fired, uh, or I've been a part of them firing that didn't get deserve to get fired. And I just and I and I I mean I had a conversation one time with a dude who's uh, one of the fucking greatest guys in the world. But just got just did something fucked up and got fired, and he handled it like a dude. I learned more from this whole experience than I've ever learned in my entire career. How did he handle it? Called me up. He said I fucked up. He was older than me. He was probably like I'm gonna say maybe sixty or fifty five or fifty eight. I was sitting. I was standing right there in the man cave, right where that piece of like there's a piece of broken uh, concrete. Oh. And I, and he called me and I answered the phone and I was like I don't want to take this fucking call, and he was like uh, Hey, it's I want to talk to you and I went All right, all right. And he was like um, and he had fucked up on a very massive level, a very massive level, and he was like and it was and it was very direct and it was very like there was no like splitting hairs yeah. about it. It was big, and uh, he was like I just uh, I just want to tell you that I really fucked up. And he was like, and I'm sorry, and I and I understand if you don't want to work with me again, but I want you to know that it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with, you know. He's like, and he was really fucking honest, and he was really manly about it, and he was like, just like, and and I sat there, and I and all I remember thinking is, if my dad was in the room, my dad would be like, you're less of a man if you still hold a grudge. If you listen to a man be honest with you and direct, and you have a, like, I learned more from that conversation with this guy. And I fucking, I remember walked out and I walked up and down those pavers, back and forth, and I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to answer because he had been let go and I didn't, and now I was like, well, fuck, where, like, what, like, well, shit. And I just was like. you maybe hire him again one day? Oh, I'd work with him in a heartbeat. Is this a big passive-aggressive story to get me to apologize for coming on your pillow? (laughs) I'm sorry I came on your pillow. I fucked up. No. I should have told you about the cum. That is it was, of you. I know. I, it's, I, it's a big lesson in life is like is to be able to be accountable and be like and be able to turn the and like uh, I forget Leanne says it about me all the time. I, but I'm not good at it, but I can do it sometimes. Is is be self correcting and go. I fucked up. Yeah, I really fucked up. Can I fix this? Like someone said the other day, I'll apologize if I'm wrong. And I was like, yeah, but the problem is a lot of people don't think they're wrong. Like a lot of people go, I'm not, I'm not wrong. Like you cut someone off in traffic, fuck you. I often will cut so, cut someone off in traffic. And go, okay, I definitely fucked up. I'm so sorry. But then they get that they get they won, and then they attack you, and you're like, motherfucker. I'm so lesser in traffic. You, it, what do you mean? It's the worst part of me. Yeah. You oh, know, you're a lesser person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not like, like Lorenzo's so good about letting people cut in front. And, and I think about that sometimes when I'm not driving. I don't know what it is about the car that just. It's so funny. You I'm, not, I'm not like a dick driver on purpose, but any generosity in all of Lorenzo's great qualities just go out the window as soon as I shut the door. It sucks. It's so funny. I cut somebody off the other day, yeah. and he was flipping me off, and he was really angry. 
and I followed him for two exits. I didn't take my exit, and I saw him get off. I pulled up next to him, and I go, I really apologize. I'm a jackass. He's rolling down his window, and he's flipping me off. And he, he looked at me, and he was like, you just made my day. Thank you. And I was like, yeah, I, was, I wasn't paying attention, and I, and I would want to beat me up if I were you, so I apologize. What happened to Lorenzo that used to punch people in the stomach at Ralph's? But I was, <laughs> I was in the wrong for cutting him off, so, so he should be flipping me off. Let's go back to the Lorenzo punching the guy in the stomach and Ralph's. Do you know about this? No, tell me this story. The, uh, this guy, is this recent? Oh, no, this is years ago, this which I probably shouldn't be telling. I don't know. Maybe now I hope the it's statue like, of limitations, statue limitations is fine. It's over 12 years. <laughs> the, uh, I was loading up my stuff, and this, these girls pulled out of their spot. And, uh, God, I forget how it started, but basically he stole a spot from somebody. That, oh, these girls yeah. were waiting for a spot. Yeah. And the girls just kind of give him a little honk, and they're like, hey, we actually were waiting for that spot little for the people to back up. Yeah. And the guy looked at him and goes, fuck you. And I, and I was like, and I had my big scary dog at the time. So he's walking <laughs> by, and I was like, dude, I've been standing here the whole time loading up. They, you, you need to be respectful of them. That They were waiting for the spot. And he goes, fuck them and fuck you too. And I was like, oh, well, now you're barking up the wrong tree. And now my Akita is barking out the window, and she's upset. And, he's, and he goes, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, well, as soon as I kick your ass, I'll let the dog have a piece too. If that's what you want, so he starts walking towards me, and he's probably he was. Uh, well, later I. By the way, out. you seem to be doing a Middle Eastern accent. Oh no, I've added accents. Everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's inadvertently racist because he's not good at accents. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, fuck you, yeah. man!" It's probably because I hate all Russians, so I just do like a Russian accent. He was, and so. He starts walking towards me, and he was probably a good 5'5", five, five, 130 pounds. And before he even knows it, I punch him in the gut and then grab the back of his head and just keep on pounding it into my Land Rover. And he's just wait, there wait, on the ground. Wait, wait, he was 5'5"? He was a little bitty dude. Like, oh. little, and I found out later he was Peruvian. And, uh, <laughs> and so the girls accent. look at me, and he's laying on the ground just in a, just in a mess, just wow. not even, uh, like, awake. And so yeah, the girls go, drive, drive. We saw everything. Drive. You need to get out of here. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I drive home. And I, I was promised like, my dog can have a piece of him. Hold on one second. <laughs> so I drive home and I tell Bert. I'm like, Bert, my door's fucking bent in. And I did this. And I, was, I don't know what to do. And terrified. And then my mom gets a call a few hours later and says, why did the LAPD just call? Because I had Missouri plates. Oh, my God. And they said, why did LAPD just call? And you <laughs> I mean, put a you guy had in your the mom's hospital. plates? No, I had. But it was registered to her house. Right. So she said, why did the yeah, cops come to the house? Like they need, and, yeah. then, and she's like, you need to say that you're in Missouri because this guy's in the hospital. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I literally had to drive back to Missouri like uh, later to show that it couldn't have been me. And then luckily there was, as I was driving but, back. But, but, was, when the cops go, of course it's you because the driver's license was yours. No, not the the plates. Yeah, but the they plates. could just give the wrong plates. But luckily, as I was driving back, I call a friend of mine that, that played football with me in high school and said, hey, here's my deal. And he's like, I'm going to say you came to the station and we'll call. It's impossible because you're two places at once. So the guy, the police, Kansas City police called L.A. and they're like, he's right here. So he can't be. So I turned back around. I didn't have to drive all the way back to Kansas City. The and best they, part of the story <laughs> is that I, I, I only heard the panicked, half-hearted part of it. And in my head, when I heard it, it was the guy took someone's spot. Lorenzo levied his justice. I hate injustice. Waited, but, but just 
but just waited until the guy was in the store and then walked into the frozen food section and punched him in the stomach and walked out. No, that, <laughs> like I that, got that, a, no, I got a different frozen fruit section fight. Because he was rude to a girl in the parking lot. Yeah, and then I'm I beat him up the frozen fights. food section. <laughs> you got to fight the frozen food section. No, but the other one was the guy in the parking lot, yeah. So yeah. Did, did the Peruvian live? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Like, <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, he lived. I think he just, like, got a little messed up. He just, he was but hospital. being honest, you don't know. I really, no, because if it was deaf, I think they'd look more into it. Yeah, and I'm being a jackass right now. It. They definitely would have yeah, looked at Illegal alien. Yeah, never know. But he was an illegal people, alien. People yeah. die He was? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? My police, he had to keep on giving me updates, and they kept on calling, and they're like, no. And then I had to get rid, I had to sell that car later. Yeah. That was my r- r- Land Rover because I like couldn't ha- drive it around in- anymore in L.A. Lorenzo's wow. lived an interesting life, if yeah, nothing he, else. He's the ultimate. He's a stealth stud, you yeah. know, because y- y- take this as a compliment. It is no one would look at you and realize you've slept with as many supermodels as he, he hates this because now he's like, and, you're ratting me. You know what's so and funny? he's also a stealth Badass. I, I mean, gotta, usually he's fighting guys twice his size and doing well. I got a I got a text from someone and said I have a meeting with um, who's the chick that used to work for uh, Gillen? Beth Blue. She goes, I have a meeting with Beth Blue, and I went, really? She goes, yeah. I noticed that you're Facebook friends with her. What can you tell me about her? I was like, oh, she's fucking amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. She's amazing. But, uh, TV producer, yeah, producer. TV, gorgeous, a ton of stuff, yeah, yeah, and and uh, I, she must be working on uh, DIY for DIY now, I guess, or CMT. I don't know. Whatever. She was doing. I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> you know that show? It's <laughs> yeah. great. It's yeah. it's the world's best title. Yeah. What, what are the what are the shittiest pitches you've ever had? Like what are the shittiest? Like I have a I have a list of pitches where I believe they would make good shows, but no one would ever greenlight them. Number one being Moat Crashers. Much like house crashers, much like bass crashers, but we put a moat around your house, and you just go into the 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 uh, lows and be like, "Hey, are you guys looking to build a moat?" And they're like, "What?" <laughs> and you're like, "I want to build a moat around your house," and you just get that one game, and it's like, "Fuck it, build a moat." I would and love you, a moat. You just, I would love a moat too. I'd like a moat. I'd love a moat, and no I one, sort of will, have no a one moat. will pick it up. Yeah, you think about my house. Yeah. Uh, I had one called Blind Design, where it was. Uh, Blind guy comes in and designs your house. Like, I don't it would like be that one. Fucking hilarious! It was like, do you remember that those set of series of commercials are like big people, little house, and it was like, oh my god, it fucking sucks. And they're like, don't, aren't you glad that show isn't around? But in the head, your head, you're like, I kind of want to see that show. Like, uh, like I've been thinking of a lot of shows lately uh, that I've I'm, that I've written up to pitch. But I don't know. Yeah, what is the worst? What are some other ones? Like what? uh, Me? I've had a lot. I've had one called uh, Black versus White. It was me and Warren Sapp. We find out who the superior race is, and we just basically (laughs) compete. Somebody pitched that to you? I pitched it. I pitched it to travel. I pitched it to a lot of people, Uh, and we go out. And every week, it's me and Warren Sapp, and we go. All right, let's see who's got better churches: black people or white people. And we go out, and we go, and we explore all the churches, all the different cultural churches. It's more like a show about, like, people. And, and, no, that'd yeah. be great because it brings all, like, the hidden racism right out front. We're gonna bring it out front. Discuss it, get rid of We're it. We're two friends, and we have a yeah. good time, yeah. and we laugh about it. But 
ultimately at the end we're finding out who the superior race is in said like barbecues. <laughs> Let's see who's better, black people or white people. Just black people or white people. Everything you yeah. name so far is obviously black people. African Americans are yeah. so much better. Oh, come on. Churches, barbecues. Churches? Yeah. Are you oh my kidding? god, white people church is the worst. It's full no. of hypocrites w- and no, but what you're no, you're, music. no, 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 no. What you're so missing in this pitch is that I represent black people. I represent white people. He represents black people. So I will learn from these churches, and then I deliver a sermon to a mixed congregation, and they vote who the better is, white people or black. I'm representing all white people, and he's representing all black people. Yeah, still, so like, black but, people would be better in church. Well, we'll see. Uh, well, no one ever picked up church. I think Morgan Spurlock did this. Uh, I don't think he did. Oh, it sounds I think like he did Inside Man. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Uh, I have a show. Uh, I have... Uh, I have a bunch of shows I'm trying to pitch. I have three shows that I'm trying to pitch right now. Uh, I'm trying to think of one that is more jokey that would not get picked up uh, that I that I want to do. I'll just tell you one of them. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Can we pretend you're pitching Ethan as yeah. a producer? Okay, you're going to sit down, and this All is right, really a thing go. you can think of yourself. Okay, let's do this. All right, let's do this. This is a pitch for Travel Channel. Okay. And I hope he looks at you the same way I've pitched my shows okay. over the years, and he's like, uh, you know that sound I make that you can't stand? Well, yeah, the black versus white, like, that's an interesting social experiment. Where my mind would go is advertisers wouldn't like it. No, it's, it's great. It's, that is the problem. See, with the, that's okay, the problem with the show. Rip apart his next pitch. This is a fun game no, this is a, This is actually a Your really real good pitch. pitch. Okay. Uh, I'm, now I'm debating whether or not to give you my best one or just a Because softball. somebody might steal it. Well, yeah, because I'm like, oh, my God, this, that one's actually really good. Me and 70,000 podcast viewers. Right? Well, Who all we'll happen see. to live in their grandmother's basement, but that's okay. <laughs> Well, a solid 35%, but the majority of them are business people. Um, uh, I want to do a show called Man Toys, okay? Okay. I want to display high-end and fun toys for dudes who've got loot to spend on toys. Like, one of the things I've noticed in my travels is that you go into a place like, uh, like... like South Florida and these guys that go into the mud swampers for the for the for the for the weekend they yeah. got these $125,000 swampers with the big ass tires. Well, I want to do a show that kind of tells you the kind of things you can buy. For instance, you do motorcycles. Like one week would be motorcycles and you go, "All right, I'm Burt Kreischer yeah. and today for Man Toys, we're talking about motorcycles. You need a motorcycle. This is why. Dot, 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 dot. Here are the three type of motorcycles we're going to profile today, and we're going to show you some motorcycles that if you're really interested, this is what you need to get. It's a lot like uh, there's a website called Uncrate that I'm a big fan of. I, I go to a lot of these websites that are magazine-style websites <laughs> right. of just toys you can buy. Whenever Outside Magazine comes out with the with the, uh, with the the 10 best. 10 best yeah. skis or mountain bikes or whatever. I, I get obsessed I, with that. I, I got a thought for it. I'm not going to give you an opinion, but I'll give you a thought. What? There's a very, very similar show out there. With that chick? Uh, called I Want That? No, there's a no, girl. No, no. It's... On Velocity it, or something? I, I forget the name of it, but, but you can I'm could, sure there's Google. a lot of shows similar. It's pretty damn close. It, yeah. It's something about, like... It's something about, like... There's a guy at the beginning who says, how do the richest people on earth spend their money? Yeah. And then it basically goes into expensive toys from there. I don't want to do... I want, I want they to do, do it personality. The difference is theirs is personality-based. So they'd go, Paul Allen's toys are uh, yeah. a yacht where a helicopter can la- land on it. Um, Zuckerberg's toys are... And then they go through the known toys for each human. See, I would, I w- I would do it more... Um, I would do it more 
accessible based. Like in the sense, like one episode would be about bugging out. All right, guys, everyone's afraid of apocalypse. Here are the things you need, or here are the things you can get that are really handy for apocalypse. If you if you're if you go to uh, Uncrate and like the outside magazines when they show those toys that are like just brand new stuff. Like I do that a lot for our show on Trip Flip. Oddly enough, is like I'll go on Uncrate and I'll go. I want that surfboard, a motorized surfboard. I want that. So I'll just go. And there's a show on DIY called I Want That that my friend Matt, uh, Matt, uh, not Matt. Um, I'm sorry, uh, my buddy on DIY hosts it, and but it's all about home stuff. Well, I want it for toys. I want it for like right. I want to find like cool motorcycles and like and i want to see the high-end stuff but it's not it's not my best idea you ready for my best idea it's not a bad idea though it's not a bad idea but it's not i I, for a long time i've been looking for someone who sources the toys you're talking about for people like what do you get the man who has everything and then the person's job is to find the coolest motorized surfboard or the van gogh or whatever yeah but but it's good I, it would be I think would, it's good and really viable it's kind of maybe talent a little like it need you maybe I think, well i think everything i come up with these days i feel like it's me i have to host it and right. i'm not and i, I, I right. don't want to host more shows right so like there's i a, just there's a new network it's like a wealth network or something on my on my cable i've seen that and there's a girl that and i think it's called men's toys or boys toys literally probably she, she does that she even did the swamp buggy thing that you did like because yeah. my swamp but she's so awful that i get so it i just like the whole time i'm watching i'm like she slept with somebody she she's horrible and she has like three shows on this network i like, wonder what she is yeah i'll have three to look it up shows. three different shows and wow. one's like where she goes to Dubai. one's car based one's toy based for some reason it depresses me knowing there's a wealth network like for me for some reason that's not aspirational it's a bummer yeah, I don't yeah. know why. I yeah. don't know why. Maybe I, I, I just feel like I just jealousy. feel like things are so different in the way people perceive life. As in, like I said to Georgia, Georgia lost this uh, disposable camera the other day, and I said, "Hey, I was this fucking Fight Club moment." She was really upset, and I go, "Hey, those pictures are going to be gone. Like, in, like I'm, I'm 42. I've got some really amazing pictures that I've never seen in 20 years. I don't know where they are." They're all gone. All my pictures are gone. Even the ones that I got in a photo album, I don't even know that fuck photo album is. So fuck it. It's just in your head. These are all just possessions, and none of these possessions you can take with us. This isn't my house. This isn't, like, I don't get to keep this house unless I'm buried in the backyard. I go, you got to let go of that shit. And she was just like, I, she's 10, so she's like, this is a little deep for me. But, like, it's the truth is yeah, that's that. That's great. I love, is that, I love it. From Bert, who probably has a basket of GoPro 3 blacks that work just fine. Uh, <laughs> but he had to go well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I just keep on just getting hypnotized at how cool, what a great job they did. Well, did a guy named Matt design it? I don't know. Okay. Uh, no, uh, my wife knows Matt more. Leanne knows more about it. Or something? Okay. Well, I, I, Who's I, the muscular I, dude? I, well, no, no, no. That was That's uh, just Jason Cameron it? and Tony Saragusa, but... They didn't. Des- I mean, they didn't. Do the they design. didn't. That's from a reclaim des- reclaim barn. Like really inviting. Yeah, it's from a reclaim barn in just Indiana. Me in. in Indiana, yeah. yeah. It's like a two hundred year old barn God, in I'm Indiana. A big that's like um, meet the parents. It's like uh, oh, that's uh, made from an old Siemens shanty in Nantucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go, if you, if, 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 it's it's good that we're sitting out here. I think this. I, I've always wanted to do them out here because it's. I love this. Stan Hope and I did the podcast out here. 
I love the energy out here. It's just nice and free. It's a beautiful night. And the orange blossoms are the best smell I've smelled it's, in a right? long time. Right? It's beautiful. Mm. Oh. Okay, tell us me. your good idea. Or was that the good idea? I'm no, sorry. I'm not going to. I'm you not going to save. Always... I'm going to save because I'm actually really pitching two of them. Okay, when we're done, can we both pitch? When we're done with the podcast, because I don't want to talk about no, mine either. No, you pitch yours. You're... Well, mine you've already heard about, and neither one of you guys are excited about it. And I think it's the best reality show idea. What? Tell, this is, remind it's me. It's Troll Hunters. You just find people that troll on the internet, and you give them retribution. Have and you nobody's ever, done it. I want to. I want to open a troll account like so it. bad. Huh? I wish I was that person that could do it. I would love to open a troll account. I never heard that just, one, by the way. Yeah, I think I told you about it last time we talked. Uh, it's, you get there's so many people who troll like when that kid sang the national anthem, the little Mexican kid. And then you have all these like uh, racist people because he sang in a like in a little like uh, mariachi outfit. But he's an American kid, but you had all these racists on there. You yeah. find one of the racists, and you follow him around with a mariachi band and fuck with him until they, they learn compassion. There's so many trolls that need to be called out. That, that The problem with our society is nobody's accountable anymore. So I love yeah. that this show would find people and make them accountable. And it's easy to find people now because they're such idiots. Like, you just – their Twitter handle. But everybody gets trolled. Celebrities. I feel like so – like, how would you air the troll? Want, Maybe well, that's what I said. We're also in a society where everybody want look will okay everything. Like they'll sign off on it. And also you would do it in a fun way. You would do <laughs> it in a way. Like bully beatdown. Yes. Which I love. Bully beatdown for trolls. I, I like bully beatdown too. Yeah. That, that was a good It's fun like show. bully beatdown, but you find I, I would sometimes watch five of it's those. It's bully beatdown meets catfish. And it's it's I'd watch it. Yeah. But everywhere I pitch it, they're like, ah, oh, I don't know. It's not it's Well uh, the thing is you wouldn't get Kim Kardashian. You'd get. You want a comedian. We talked about it. You said, like, somebody that's been bullied. Comics get bullied the worst. Dane probably gets bullied the <laughs> Like, probably gets the most amount of hate mail. Yeah. But you said Dane, where they can fa- find their own people. So it's like catfish meets bully beatdown. What you'd need to do is you'd need Dane to go to someone who just hates his shit and then go, hey, man, with the camera crew, I'm Dane Cook. And then. Why do you not, hate me so much? No, 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 no. Not even call them out. On the fact that they did that, yeah, like not call them out on the fact that they've been hating on them, then think they won something, and then they go, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah," and they would, they'd be in their head, they'd be like, "Fuck, I've actually been trolling this guy," <laughs> and then you're going out, and we're taking you out on a night on the town. We got a limo, we're Just taking a private jet, super nice we're taking him. a private jet to Vegas, yeah, and we're going out big. Are you in? Fuck yeah, I'm in. And then he takes them, and then. On the jet, he's like, or, or like they get to Vegas and then the fucking party's going off and he's like, everybody stop. This guy has been hazing me online for fucking six months. And the guy's like, oh, motherfucker. He goes, I took him here to show him I'm a cool dude. Do you have anything to say? He's giving the guy the mic and now you're held accountable for all your statements that you've been saying. Yeah. Like, it, what's true is that I don't, I don't say, I don't say anything negative to anyone and i've wanted to a couple times yeah uh and how much is that is accountable to being on travel channel none of it or i'm none of it none of it because none of it because i that's just not who i am so like I, i'm not drop the mic drop the mic all right so I just no, drop the mic and disgust you get no no, no i rate to, with i get a right to you or yeah. to leanne or no, that's to who you are as a person then i'm yeah, saying in life but yeah. to put it out there forever that's You're just smart enough to not do that. I'm just not. That's not who I this am. This is why I'm not a celebrity. A guy, a guy tweeted me the other day and he said, uh, "I wish I could find the guy." Uh, I muted him. I just muted him. I was like, I didn't block him. I just muted him. He said, uh, 
I was on Rogan and he said, uh, hey man, whatever happened to that fucking stupid shitty laugh of yours? Oh, that's right. You still got it. And then I like, I was like, oh, maybe he's joking. And I clicked his profile and it clearly he doesn't follow me. And then I looked to it who he followed and I was like, okay, I get this. This guy. And then I just, and I was so angry. So I felt like, man, when you fuck with me laughing, you gotta, when you get that in my head, that makes it like shitty for me to have a good time because I want to laugh I want to have yeah. a good time but when I start laughing I think of your fucking shitty comment about me being a stupid laugher what a and dick. I, and, but just to get you up to date Bert's stand up isn't that good but he, he laughs at his own jokes and then people think that's funny because he fucking, laughs that's not that's not my stand <laughs> that is definitely You're my a, podcast I, he is I have a, a quick by the way, pod, Bert is amazing question like is this like a live stream where do you edit something? No, like no, what, no. what's going on? It's we're two a lot of we're two twenty four right now. I try to keep it I definitely try to keep it under three hours. I'd right. like to wrap it up in the next fifteen and then, minutes. And then how long does it end up being? To, to exactly how long we talk. Oh really? Yeah, it's just stream. It's like I got it's like, like Bert that much that listen to us talk about where the bathroom is. But by the way, I This I, is as good as like I, a lot of radio I listen to yeah. on the radio. Oh, this is not as way, good as a lot of Bert, radio out there. I was joking about your stand-up. I know. Okay. But, 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 I, but, I, but I wanted to tweet something hateful to the guy and go, yeah. and, and I had a, his, his profile thing said, uh, sometimes you're a hammer, sometimes you're the nail. Now I looked at all his pictures, and I picked the perfect mean thing to say to him. Sometimes you're the hammer, and sometimes you are something really hurtful about him. They yeah. could have maybe fucked with him in his head. But I didn't say it because I went I – mean, now. I guess now I am saying it. But I didn't say it because I was like, you know what? That's not who I am. That guy can say mean things about me. I just need to take it. I'm in that position that he's allowed to say mean shit, and I have to take it. And then I just wrote up. I said, you need to be more happy. Because yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm just we're, – we're talking about laughing. We're not talking right. about something political I said. Well, he just doesn't like the way I laugh. And I, and I want right. to laugh. I want to laugh. And Doug Benson make everyone makes fun of my laugh. And it fucks with me because I go – it's just me expressing happiness. Like, right. I'm not. I'm not fuck. It's like it's not like I'm. You're making fun of the. Way, it's like making fun of the way someone dances. Yeah. Like you go, hey man, I'm just trying to have a good time by myself. I'm not trying to fuck with anybody. I'm having. I've laughed a number of times on this podcast, and there are people that don't like my laugh. I don't know what it is <laughs> no, no, about I them. Get, I get it because you probably went like 30 years, not thinking about it one way or the other and never thinking life, about it and then he forced you to think about laughing well when i started my Instead laugh became my laugh became there. the first time i ever heard anything about my laugh he was on, sucks now i hate this guy my, first time i ever heard anything about my laugh was on on i did a cbs pilot with elliot gould and someone said a line that was really funny and i started laughing and uh pam i forget her name greer just make the story cool go with pam greer Pam <laughs> greer Pam, I wish I could remember her name. Pam, Pam this lady is your director. She pulled me aside. She goes, that laugh is gold. And I went, oh, thank you. And she went, no, I want more of Pam it. Pam from Wayne's World? No, no. The, the I director don't know. of Wayne's World is Pam something. And so I, I said, I said, uh, Pam Fryman. Pam Fryman pulled me aside. Who owns Fryman Canyon? She, uh, nope. <laughs> That's why I remembered it because I drove by Fryman Canyon. And it's Pam Fryman. It's Pam Fryman. Uh, she said, that laugh is gold. I want more of it. And I went, okay. I said, I don't know if I know how to do that. And she was like, oh, is that real? I went, yeah, it's real. I said, I was really laughing. She goes, well, more of it would be appreciated. And so I spent the – I mean, I was so in my head with the rest of that pile because I just kept going like – Wait, now like, I do have to ask, though. Shoot. Now, is it real when you're doing your stand-up and you're laughing at your own jokes? Yes, it, it is. So you can get in contact with a joke you've been telling – and you don't tell jokes oh, for dude, eight years. but dude, like I, A joke if, you've been telling for three years. Yeah. 
and you could still get into that moment where you felt the joy. So it's no, not really not all the time. You can totally tell when I'm not. Because you know, like crowd work isn't real ever. Really, yeah. Like crowd work is like crowd work's real sometimes. When you watch Ian Bag do it, it's real. But for the most part, a lot of people do crowd work. They have preset jokes, yeah. and they fucking see a fat guy there, and they're like, "Oh, that's my. I'll go to that sloppy fat guy. You're hung like a gerbil." Yeah. Okay. So. I always wondered with your stand-up, because you do laugh at your own jokes, and then you take a joke that's an 8 or a 9, and then turn it into a 10, because you're uh, enjoying it I'll tell you so what, much. I'll tell you what, I, I, I'll say this much. I have jokes that I have laughed through that have been amazing, and I can't recreate that laugh. I can't. Yeah. Like, I've, done, I've gone and tried to do it a second time, and, it, and I'm, I don't find it funny this time, yeah. and I can't recreate. Uh, when I find a joke... I'm trying to think of something specific, but there are parts of the machine story that to this day I'll start laughing at. But I'll laugh at by diff- reminiscing. But I'm laughing at different things in that. I'm laughing at things that I find funny for myself. That, like I noticed in Columbus, I laughed. I'm not, I never laugh when I go. Uh, so Igor says to me, says uh, to the to Burr, this is Igor, this is Igor. Guys, this is the machine. The other night I started laughing at that. I don't know why I laughed, but I just it was genuine, and it got a better laugh. But it, there's nothing funny about it. And then I started laughing that th- I didn't say anything funny, but everyone's laughing, and now I'm thinking of how obs- how ridiculous the whole premise of this yeah. business is. Because your because la- your laugh is gold. She's right. I, I have everybody uh, I've yeah. talked to brought to his stand up will turn to me and go, "Oh my god, he's funny," but his laugh is making me laugh harder because he's enjoying it. I definitely I definitely have had. I have a story yeah. about trying to cremate my own iguana that was yeah. on a podcast, <laughs> and it was—it's so funny. God, that's funny. But if you listen to it, it's on the podcast, like two podcasts ago with Cowhead. It's on there. It's the—it's one of the hardest I've ever laughed, and it's me trying to tell the story. I've tried to tell that story because it got such big response. I've tried to tell it on stage, but I don't find it funny anymore when I tell it. So I can't—I can't fake laugh it. I, mean, I could totally do a fake laugh, but it doesn't sound like my real laugh. Yeah. And my real laugh is what people like. No, that's good. You Because one of your biggest annoyances with me is that I don't, don't, you don't I laugh rarely at all. laugh. Yeah. You don't laugh at all. You go, well, that's, that's interesting. That's funny. That's, that's funny. Yeah, that's and funny. it that's is true. funny in my brain. That's true. But I'm not saying But, but you, you're, I've made you crack up before. No, that's You've cracked up with that. I've very seldomly yeah. made Lorenzo laugh. Yeah, me too. It happens about once every three years for me. Lorenzo's yeah. made me laugh hysterically. Oh, I've never made Lorenzo times. laugh. Yeah. But I really I've laugh. never, I don't think I've laughed Maybe as hard. Well, yeah. it's, like, it's like there's some of the people have a hard time laughing. Yeah. It's like dancing in public. I love laughing. I love laughing. Isla makes Unless me laugh. Unless it's Kyle Cease. Isla, jo- <laughs> Isla, Georgia, make me laugh harder than fucking anything. Like, yeah. Isla and Georgia, Isla can, Isla's got my button right now. She does this oh, thing where Isla's, she goes, oh, she gosh, goes, funny. it's so stupid. Here's the thing is I can't tell her. I, can't, I was trying to explain it to Leanne. I can't tell her that what she's doing is dangerous because I'm laughing too hard. But she's putting herself in peril, right. and it makes it even funnier. Like she stands in the middle of the street, drops her bags, drops her umbrella, drops everything. Cars are coming by and starts going, carry me. And I can't stop laughing because I can't get her. Because like, it's making me laugh because I can't get her to realize you're really going to get hurt. Like you could die right now. Yeah. But I, I find it so fucking funny. It's, it's, I said to her the other day, I go, Isla. Inside, we're going to do homework. And she goes, tell it to someone else. 
And I went, no. And I got so angry because I couldn't articulate that I'm the parent and you can't disagree with me. And I just started laughing at the fact that she completely disregarded me. <laughs> so your wife Leanne, really enjoys that, that type of parenting. <laughs> I told Leanne, I go, fucking, this is driving me out of, through the roof. I go, I can't get her to fucking listen. And Leanne's like, well, it's because you're laughing and she knows you're getting, she's getting a laugh. Right. Does your beautiful right. son Wolf that you had with your supermodel baby mama uh, your son name you wolf too? your son's name wolf all we do is laugh like yeah. like literally i was in new york for a week i came back and he didn't know how to express it he's psyched to see me so he just jumped up on the bed and threw himself at me just cracking like literally bouncing off walls <laughs> it's just funny as shit he has a funny face yeah and, no, he does. and, and, and <laughs> My worry actually speaks to what you're talking about with the street is I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to discipline him and guide him because he just cracks me up so much. I'm like, how do I get over that? So it's funny you're talking about that because that was on my mind all day because – on the way over here, I was listening to NPR, and they said something like, narcissism has oh, quintupled in colleges, and it's due to parents overvaluing their children. And I'm like, I'm so in trouble because I, listen to the same I just sit there and crack so up at, at, at this friggin' <laughs> good-natured kid. I mean, I mean, he honestly, I'll show you guys tape later, he will laugh for 40 minutes. Yeah. And he's only 18 months. 40 minutes. Yeah. Just like... Ah, just like that. You By know? the way, Bert, this NPR uh, story, I was actually thinking of you because it was on the way here that I was listening to it. Maybe that's and, why we both I, listened to yeah, it. Yeah, and I was actually, <laughs> I was laughing thinking of you and I because the questions they ask these kids <laughs> for narcissism, I'm answering them in the car and I'm like, holy fuck, every girlfriend I've ever had is right. I'm an off-the-charts narcissist. Listen, Bert, Dude, listen, here are the questions. Life. Okay. Are you the most interesting man in the room? <laughs> hold on, hold on, though. Hold on, hold on. That's not fair for me. Keep going. Do you deserve special treatment in any way? <laughs> I got into a fight with a woman at a, at a fucking convenience store in fucking in, in Louisiana and the, because I walked in and I had a script off that I had won and I gave it to her and I go it's $10 give me five more tickets and, and she, goes, me, she goes give me your ID and I said it's in the car it's okay and she went well I can't do it so I'll do it without an ID and then my buddy Paul comes out and I go it's his ticket Paul show her your ID <laughs> Paul goes, goes she goes no I know it's your ticket and I go you don't know that I got into a fight with her I got so angry with her and I got in the car and I said to my buddy Chad I go it's fucking ridiculous he goes or you could have just gotten your ID yeah. <laughs> I go no Dude, it's, is- it's like do you feel you deserve special treatment in any way and the only thing that's playing in my head is no in every way yeah. <laughs> are your stories more interesting than other people's stories. This is not fair for me. <laughs> this is not. This I is know. loaded. Yeah, do this to Leanne, and she'll be like, "Well, no, no, no." <laughs> do you find uh, other people are beneath you? And I'm like, "Well, a lot of people are idiots." So yeah, yeah like <laughs> like everything on this, I was like, "Holy shit!" I I really because I had some girlfriends that are like, and Christine, our mutual friend, she had to call me one day and was like, "You know." I, I read something about narcissism, and I really think that you're, you might be narcissistic. And I was like, I, I'm far too in tune with myself to be narcissistic. Like, but, I really, wait, but wait, there's a way you're not, and I'm not, and I can already tell Bert's not. Is they said that narcissism leads to 
a lack, lack of, of empathy. empathy. But I feel well, that's where I feel empathetic. empathy. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> feel, I feel like you're empathetic, motherfucker. Oh, your story <laughs> sucks. Oh, I'm so much better than you. Maybe we aren't empathetic. Maybe we're so narcissistic that we think we're extra empathetic. Because every question they asked, I was like, off the charts. I'm far more interesting than most people in a room. No, no, get your head around that one. If you're really yeah. narcissistic, then you're the number one empathetic person. You're number one. Because you're great. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what See? I'm saying. So I'm maybe, beyond empathetic. So maybe we're caught in a true thought loop. Because maybe Jesus would say, well, I'm no more empathetic than the next guy. No, Jesus would have been so full of shit. Because he, he would have already known the narcissistic traits. And he'd be like... No, 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 no. My stories are as interesting as yours. The leper. Uh, tell me about bowling. I can't wait to hear this one. I, I, is that not? Because like, there are certain things where I'm like, like if I had Jeremy, I'd be like bringing it up all the time. And I was like, well, you know, can, can you give me directions? Well, uh, when I won my Emmy. Like, so yeah. is, that, is that narcissism? Like, I don't know. Is that a word you would have attached? Narcissism is, is a bad game to play in Hollywood because... It's like, I, I, I like, I, I consistently sit in groups of people who are very interesting, extremely yeah. interesting people. Right. But when you talk about life or or experiences, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be forced to keep my mouth shut or just ruin your story because yeah. I'm a I'm a really good storyteller. I do it for a living. And I've been doing nothing but traveling the world for fucking six years. Yeah. Having adventures. Yeah, having the greatest bucket list of adventures every single day. So so a lot of times I sit there and I go, I, I literally bite my tongue. Someone's like, like Leanne wanted to go fucking ziplining in Costa Rica. I've not only been ziplining, I've been on the world's fastest zipline. I've been on the world's fastest flight line. I've gone face for, and I've done it in Costa Rica right. twice. Right. So, so, like, so is it narcissism or just being the Dos Equis guy? Like you're truly the Dos Equis guy. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. No. Well, Bert's a little I, heavy right now, I, so he's quad, quad, quadruple Equis. <laughs> I got, I got Pruitt staying over. This isn't TV. I'm sorry to get non-TV for a second. No. I, I, I thought this was going to be about an hour. And, and oh, I think Pruitt's texting oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. no 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 no. Didn't ruin no 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 we're yeah. good we're good we're we're in an, we're two hours and 40 minutes okay. Yeah. Roll. Right. Okay. yeah so sorry about that yeah no no no, no this let's... is the most so much fun i'm really thank you so no, much don't mention. this mean, is perfect there's a great out uh it's a blast what are you gonna yeah. uh what how can people follow you how can people like where what how can people help like uh, <laughs> where, like tells people where a little to, late to write AMC notes. No, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, like like what's how can I promo my next thing? Okay, well, right now I'm working with Brad Fuller, who's Michael Bay's producer, on reinventing the game show. So interesting. So uh, look out for that. Yeah. How about that? All right, that's perfect. Um, are you on? Cool. Do you have a YouTube channel? I don't. May, can can I come back another night and you teach me about Twitter and YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I, can yeah. that happen? How, how are you not producing podcasts? Like you could do a very simple. I mean, look at this. Three GoPros. They're not. They're not even set up well. I got to be honest with you. I don't know. Do people if, actually watch your videos then? Of course. Yeah. Of me just sitting here in pajama jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do they choose which angle to watch? Is so it? So what I do is I give this to my cousin. Yeah. My cousin goes through, and will listen to the podcast. 
and as he does, he knows where he wants cameras. Okay. And then he will just go to the two shot or the wide shot. He'll do the wide shot the majority of the time. I wish you would have told me before I wore pajama jeans. I wish that I told you also. I'm just <laughs> glad you didn't bring your dog. Is this monetized? Uh, it 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 is not. It is. It, it could so be. So your cousin does it for free. That's awesome. No, I pay my cousin. Okay. But, but I do. Um, I have not paid him yet. But I do pay my cousin. I will pay my cousin. Yeah. Um, the thing that this does is it kind of uh, aggregates my fans and people that like me. Yeah. Can find things I like and then kind of focus on those things and 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 it, I promote my tour dates. I sell my book. I sell my shirts. I sell all my pro- kind of products through my stuff and it and it you know it's like kind of like a, a check in with your fans and yeah. people that dig the podcast check it out it's like look it's the perfect example is Rogan his podcast for me it got me on hemp protein it got me on nature box it got me on nootropics uh, which you know a, a lot, lot of like yeah a lot of nootropics like yeah. it's it's it, and and that's Rogan it, and, it's so cool i can't wait to have something to actually promote and then maybe you'll have me back oh, on dude, again i'll have you back in a heartbeat we'll, yeah this was the yeah. most seamless conversation. Because this is like the, probably the worst time in my life, as far as I. I to be honest, I don't have anything. Relax going on. and. No, it's it yeah, was it's great. It was a, it was yeah. a fun conversation yeah. about about a lot of things that you know people that listen to my podcast are interested in, and a lot of things I'm interested in as well. Like I love, I'm fascinated by television production. I'm fascinated by I'm. I'm fascinated by this. Was this most seamless conversation I've had in a very long time, uh, and I maybe I'm and getting better at podcasting. Welcome. You're welcome for that, Lorenzo. You've been exceptionally funny, and what I'd like everyone to do right now is uh, Lorenzo's Death Twitter of is grammar. Death of Grammar. Include him in this, and tell me if you'd like him on the podcast more, and who you'd like to hear him with. Obviously, if I bring on porn stars, I think you'd be great with porn stars because <laughs> yeah. you're that's so you're fucking yeah, Lorenzo's. I couldn't even name. I couldn't name three porn stars. I can name three right now that I saw. I was today. once. Oh. I've only been on two radio shows in my life, and one of them was with Bridget the Midget, the Midget porn star. She's pretty sexy. She's extremely cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I met her one time. She's pretty sexy. Yeah. All right, let, let's let you get. All to right, it. let's go. Okay, on that uh, note. So we'll. Uh, so guys, uh, that was Ethan. There's nothing to promote. There's nothing. This there is really, just really put it. Put it in the, this is the angel's breath. Grateful. Hey, can I promote gratefulness, guys? Gratefulness. Hashtag gratefulness. This episode was brought to you by the machine.